With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you've heard us talk about cystic fibrosis. And you want to know a little bit more about it. Well, why don't you head on over to asapodcasting.com. Click on the My Journey with Cystic Fibrosis link. And give our shows a listen. You can hear Andrew and myself and his wife, Tori, talking about cystic fibrosis. You can hear a typical CF appointment with with their son and get a little more information. That, again, is asapodcasting.com, my journey with cystic fibrosis. Library. This episode of the Fallout Feed is brought to you by Game Talk and viewers like you. Oh, blimey, that is correct. Welcome to the 22nd edition of the Fallout Feed Roundtable. It's the fourth episode of the third season. We're the show that compares and contrasts Fallout experiences through lively roundtable discussions, playing through the same quests with characters that have been randomly assigned drastically different attributes. Welcome, everyone. Perfect time for me to sneeze, do you whiz? Sorry about that. Hey, thanks, Ray, for the uh, the friendly introduction there. Uh, I am Andrew, and uh, we are joined by Ray this evening. This is the Fallout Feed Roundtable, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We are again in the third season. If you are a new listener or anything, uh, please check out our previous episodes of the season. Get a feel and an idea. We've got a random character generator, and we play through some quests, and it's good fun. If you like to play along, it's never too late to join on. So please send us some email at thefalloutfeed at gmail.com if you'd like to get involved with the Fallout Roundtable. And uh, usually we have an, uh, we had planned tonight that we we're going to go through the second portion, uh, the second batch of quests for the Session 2, which were what uh, the Raider Radio 1 and um, Like a Good Neighbor. But uh, due to a couple of scheduling conflicts, uh, we... Uh, are missing a couple of hosts tonight. So uh, Ray was nice enough to join back up tonight so I could have uh, some person to bounce ideas off of. So thanks for joining us, Ray. Uh, Ray is our uh, play-along participant. How are you doing tonight, Ray? Doing great, thanks. That's awesome. Thanks again for joining up. Um, And uh, I think um, next batch session, Victor might be involved. I don't want to promise anything, but uh, I'm trying to get Victor roped in to uh, see if he can uh, join us for the next batch. So if you're doing a play-along character, you know, we uh, we might ask you to hop on the show sometime. That's uh, one of the great things about doing this roundtable. It's a, it's a community-centered event. And speaking of the community involvement here, this episode is just going to be lots of feedback for our Session 2 quests. 
Um, so we tonight we will actually hear from Ray. Uh, he'll, he'll join us live, and we'll actually hear some audio feedback from him. We'll get a, a second entry from Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy, for uh, throwing in your thoughts. Uh, Leon has also written us in from Texas, so Leon, we'll hear from him. Pat sent us in some stuff. I think he's uh, playing George Clooney in some airport or something recently. We've got uh, Aaron... Adam and Benoit that uh, all send in emails that Pat actually read and sent in audio files of. So we'll get Pat reading emails from other people, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, but also we can look forward to uh, um, an email from Michelle. And I think um, Ray, you'll probably help us out by reading that. And, yep, uh, that and with all that stuff, man, we still have uh, the fourth episode of King of the Bunker Hill to get through tonight so a big long episode lots of stuff involved here so uh everyone please stick around nice full long show uh ray any uh any thoughts or adventures or any uh any just funny side things going on in the game before we get involved with uh this uh play along feedback nope haven't been a little bit on hold you know uh don't want to get too far ahead of things yeah but uh what are you, you doing know, definitely then? have had uh taking Maximilian out a couple of different places, trying some different things out to see just how bad we can be. Oh, that's good. Um, I've actually been just in the meantime, so I don't get too far ahead of our sign quest, been working through the main quest, which I haven't played in a very long time uh, because, you know, once spoiler alert, once you figure out that your son is the evil arch nemesis, you're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) So like, the only thing I want to do then is kill him. I don't want to. I I'm very unmotivated to go rescue my son after I figured out the big twist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, and, and I, I usually just ignore was that. Not a um, is he wasn't in the vault. He oh great yeah you did the alternate story. no nice. so he just happened to pass through the vault and you know that's how where he started but yeah. Uh, yeah it's not his son no yeah so that's. That's great, but I've I've just been ignoring that main quest for such a long time. But in order to sort of get, gain some experience points, yet not make too much progress past our assigned quest, I've been doing the main quest, which I haven't done in a very long time. And I'm actually sort of impressed. It's a pretty fun little sci-fi, you know, adventure. And you know, until you get to the whole, uh, you know, father in the institute. But leading up to the the inst- getting to the institute, it's it's a really interesting quest. I've I've done the thing where you you go fight Kellogg, and now um, uh, Virgil is telling me to go find a courser now. So I'm on my way over to the the institute, um, the old you know institute ruins or whatever. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of hoops to jump through, and before you actually get to the institute, but it's really fun. I, I, it's like I didn't give it enough credit. I don't think as being like a really well written sci-fi fantasy adventure. You know what I mean? Like it is extremely well well written i mean a lot of people sort of give it give it you know trouble for for being having the voice protagonist and it it takes away your your fantasy adventure your role play you can't role play because you're already assigned a voice and i understand that point but i don't know that it takes i'm I'm just gonna admit i didn't give the story enough credit there for a while just mainly because i haven't played it in a long time so it's good to get back to the main story i've I've been enjoying it a lot so anybody out there if you've been ignoring the main story go ahead and play that again if you haven't done it in a while it it might have been since the we played it for the round table the first like season i I think it comes up for the argument for dragons versus non-dragons in skyrim 
Ah. There's a lot of people that play without, they say, don't play with dragons. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think it's very similar in Fallout. No, it is. It, it, that's totally a different game. You're right. And in Skyrim, the last few times I played it, I just was like, screw that. I'm not doing the main quest. I'm not opening up those dragons. I'm not going to that Western Watchtower. Screw you, Balrog. No, what's his name? Bal, Balgriff. I'm not going to help him. But that's a great point. Dennis, welcome to the show. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you got a chance to hop on. I'm, I'm sorry for your loss in the family. And, and really, if you need to take off, I, I understand. Uh, uh, but thank you for hopping on the show here. No, it's a little healing for me. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Well, you're always welcome to the show. Uh, Dennis, I understand that you've been, uh, before we hop into some audio feedback, which we've got a lot to get through tonight, um, I understand that you had some trouble loading um, Tails, and then you had sort of a, a blessing in disguise uh, and presented in a disaster form that was your Xbox yeah, I did, crashing. I, I had to do a total reboot uh, from base uh, of my Xbox. I, I've never, I, I really looked up and had to uh, scour the internet for people that had to do this, but I was one of the few people that had to do a total, basically a reformat of your hard drive on the Xbox. But uh, I, I, I wasn't able to get tails to load prior to that. But when I had to reformat my drive, when I uh, loaded fallout four, I was able to get Tales of the Commonwealth in, and it's uh, working just peachy keen right now. Oh, I can't believe that. That's so awesome. So tell me, you said through mods that you'll probably be able to catch up fairly quickly. Tell me about that process. What mods? Uh, are are you using something that will let you level up artificially, or how does that work? Well, I'm using a lot of uh, the enhanced, you know, raiders and enhanced you know uh enhanced gunners and enhanced you know basically every everything that can buff a a a faction in the game i'm playing with that and it's uh it's really intense i mean you the super mutants i you can kill a super mutant uh i think it's a missile launcher they have various names for the super mutants but the high-end super mutants. You, if you kill one of those, and they're not easy to take down. If you take down one of those, it's it would be the equivalent of turning in a quest. So oh it, shit. It, it, so the so you're just the area the yeah, area okay. around the library, uh, just outside of the uh, Boston uh, library. I don't I don't need your snooty East Coast pronunciations, please. Library, come on. <laughs> library <laughs> but uh, the the area between the boston library and the trinity tower is just it, it it's just a hazard so you can go in there and you can basically uh level up you you can get three levels doing that because the enemies are super super tough yeah, that's awesome. That's, so you're just making you're just doing it by uh, gaining more XP by having more difficult uh, enemies. I thought that there was some sort of reconfigure mod where you could give yourself some extra levels, or I don't well, even remember. There, there, there's you know, there's various mods where you can you know artificially enhance your levels. Yeah, uh, there's a uh, effective good a, ones. There's a, 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 a effect. 
you know, there's the War Never Changes. One of the big popular mods is the War Never Changes mod, where it overhauls the entire game as far as how the balance goes. But I'm using, I'm using a, I'm not going to lie for my, I'm I'm using a lot of cheat mods. I'm using uh, the uh, uh, enhanced weapons and the enhanced uh, raiders and all these things, different things. So when you say cheat mods, artificially leveling me up pretty quickly. When you say cheat mod, you don't have to be ashamed for, and I don't like that they're called cheat mods, but like, what do you mean by a cheat mod? Just like uh, your guns do like super, super damage and that sort of thing or. Or like well, for, it, you for, have extra life, or for the 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 weapon mod that I'm using is it's it's uh it it it's really it it's just beyond the damage that you would do on on vanilla game. Okay, but it has a lot of different you know textures and a lot of different styles. It's really enhancing the game. So sweet. Uh, well, thanks again for hopping on the show, Denny. That's that's awesome. I'm glad to have you again. And Ray, again, thanks a lot for helping me out this evening. Uh, but Pat, I'm sorry that you had to miss the show this evening. But one thing he did do was send us in some audio feedback. So Pat, we'll go ahead and listen in and see what Pat has to say. Thanks, Pat. Hey, guys. It's Pat here. Uh, doing a little phone-in for tonight's show recording. Unfortunately, I was supposed to be home uh about an hour ago as I record this, but due to massive flight delays, we have not even left where we're trying to, to get out of uh, right now. So my wife and I are stuck. We were uh, away for a for, for family thing and uh, have gotten stuck uh, at our destination, unfortunately. So uh, that, that's no fun. Never fun to be flight delayed. So uh, I thought I would just send in a quick uh, voicemail feedback, uh, or maybe not so quick. I don't know how long this is going to ramble on. Just kind of what I've been doing fallout-wise. Um so I won't talk about any of the sort of main quest stuff for, for Roundtable at all, but uh, for uh, some of the side quest stuff, I'll just mention that. Um, so Elsa is up to level, I think, 48. Maybe she's 49 even, because I remember thinking she's awfully close to 50, which is, you know, that's a milestone that a lot of people think of with a with a build taken up to 50. I think uh, Weirdest Build, my favorite Twitch streamer, and Fudge Muppet guys, I think they typically will go to 50, because what that means is that's where uh, you, can, you can be guaranteed to max out your... Your, your, your perk tree if you've got a, a, a level 10 uh, perk that you're working on, like, a, um, what is it, a nuclear physicist or uh, ricochet or whatever, you know, those max out at 50. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of you know, builders will take their builds up to 50. So I just remember, hey, I'm close to that. I was thinking about it. So um, what I've been doing is just a, a little bit of side questing. I've, I've done a little bit of everything with Elsa. Her signed, um, uh, her, her signed, um, uh, Commonwealth faction is, I actually, I think the railroad. Now that I think about it, I, I, <laughs> I should look this up. I should have at least opened her character sheet before uh, before starting to babble with you guys. Uh, but she, uh, uh, you know, she's she's probably done most. Uh, yeah, Commonwealth faction is the railroad. She's probably done most with with the railroad. Although she's done a few things for 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 Preston. Yeah, you know, Preston is irritating as he is. He he is indeed a constant source of very straightforward quests. Um, you know, his quests are always go there, kill this thing, kill that thing. Uh, and uh, I do find his, as usual, I've got another job for you comment, just irritating every time he says it. But uh, at the same time, he's a, he's a reliable source of, uh, of something to do. Uh, so in that regard, he's, he's useful. So I've been doing a little bit for him, fair amount for the railroad. Got my ballistic weave rocking uh, up to level four. 
Um, so uh, I, I'm, I, I decided I was going to de- definitely play Elsa to at least get all of her assigned stats up to level four or to max level. So I felt like that was kind of in the spirit of the roundtable. I won't do it by 50, but I think I've got, I mean, you know, it's obviously not at my Xbox. I think I've got four of them up to level, but to the highest level. I've got Mysterious Stranger, Pickpocket, Lead Belly, and Gunslinger all maxed out. Uh, Basher. Uh, which, you know, I bitched about that way too much already. Basher, um, Lady Killer, and Scrapper, um, I don't have maxed yet. Actually, Scrapper, I might have just maxed that out. I think maybe it's either Scrapper or Mysterious Stranger. I don't have Max, but, um, so I'm, you know, I feel like that was kind of in the spirit of the round table. If I'm going to take her all the way up to level 50 or 60 or whatever, I should make sure I max out her stats. Um, I did for the first time, uh, uh, uh do use the exploding pants feature of, uh, of, of, of pickpocket. I snuck up on a robot and, and dropped a live grenade in his inventory and blew him up that way. Uh, which actually, for robots, I prefer robotics experts, but that was fun. I, I think my, my problem with uh, with the pickpocket is um, you have to get up, you know, sneak up to somebody to, to be able to activate the pickpocket, and my sneak is not very good. So that that actually is what caused me to embark on the current thing I'm working on, which is you know grab some magazines and buff up some of my skills. Um, I've uh, I've heard weirdest uh, on, on Twitch talk about several times that. The, uh, if you get all 10 of the sneak mags, that's really just about as good as, as having a lot of points in sneak. So I've only got one point in sneak right now. Uh, but I thought, oh, what the hell, that'll be a good side quest. Uh, I, I actually have never uh, made a point of getting all the magazines. Just some of them are really good, like uh, uh, the sneak magazine, uh, the, the, the uh, Massachusetts uh, Surgical Journal magazine. If you get all 10 of those, you get 20% of your limb damage. Yes, uh, the the uh, Tesla, the, whatever the energy weapon, when that's good if you're using energy weapons. So several of them are really good. Some of them are literally just kind of flavor things, like the tattoo magazine, the haircut magazine. But uh, yeah, even those are fun. So, um, so I decided I would start working on a few magazines. So my last time I played the, my my roundtable character, I just sent else all over the Commonwealth Grand magazines. I think I had about five of them just normally because a lot of the places you go, like uh, a USAF Olivia Station or uh, uh, the, uh, um, the, uh, the railroad, the railroad quest, the, uh, oh shit, the, the, the donut shop that you go with, do with Deacons, you know, you, you pick up some magazines there. So I almost always get four or five in Steve magazines, but then to grab all of them, you have to go to a lot of places. You have to go to Libertalia. You have to go, um, I forget the different places you had to go. I mean, they're all kind of you know, moderately well-known places, but uh, a couple of them are, are, are you know, less obvious than others. Um, so I, I, you know, of course, use the wiki. I, I would never, you know, never be able to find them on my own. Um, uh, so I, I went, went ahead and grabbed that. So I haven't been able to play enough to really test the power of my new, newly enhanced sneak. Um, but uh, but I do have all ten of those of the sneak magazines. And so what I did was I actually made a list of probably maybe twenty or so other magazines I want to grab. Like some of the Wasteland Survival guides are pretty good. Like the one from uh, Sunshine Tidings that gives you double meat from from kills and survival. That's really really helpful. Um, you know, to, to double your productivity of your uh, of your animal kills. So uh, was doing that in the uh, and of course all this stuff is good too because it helps me level up. I think it helps me build up my perk trees because I'm at that the higher kind of you know, 40s 50s level where it takes a lot of questing to, to get your uh, uh, to get your, uh, your 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 next level because you you need so many XP. So uh, that's what I'm doing with Elsa. She's on the Xbox of course. So I'm not playing with a ton of mods on her. Just tails. Um, a couple survival options mods, you know, the one that lets you do it, get a, get a quick save and survival, and also the uh, a survival cheater mod, which I'm actually not, I haven't used it for any cheating purposes, although, well, I take that back. 
<laughs> one, one way the survival cheating mod is useful. You guys know that every now and then in a Fallout or, or for that matter in a Skyrim game, you will sometimes get yourself stuck. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll fall into a, you'll, you'll be climbing and you'll, you'll fall into a, you know, like into, into a space that's kind of tight and, and you buy a car or buy some piece of junk or some piece of broken uh, scenery and you can't get yourself out and you literally get stuck there. Um, and, and in non-survival, you know, one way to do it is if you're, if you're outdoors, you can fast travel. Um, you, you, you know, and you, you can, of course, I'm, I've got fast travel enabled in survival, but I got stuck some, I forget the location, but I got stuck somewhere where I was indoors. And of course, you couldn't fast travel out of that. Well, the survival cheater mod has an option to uh, just teleport your character instantly to anywhere, any, any main location on the map. So it's a little different from fast travel because it's instant teleport. So you don't get hungry, you don't get thirsty or anything else. So um, I use that to get myself out of a situation where I was stuck and I didn't want to replay. That, that's the one, that, that's really the only you know, downside for me to survive. I really enjoy the, the mechanic of, of, of that stressful, uh, having to find a place to sleep and really being, having to really be careful. I enjoy that. But when we're kind of time down, like we are on the round table, it's, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to, to, to play that way because with the round table, you, you, you got to get through a certain number of quests. So that's why I've got the fast travel enabled. I've got quick save enabled. Otherwise, I'm trying to play as much of a straight survival game as, as possible. Um, kind of, oh, this is going on. Oh, well, maybe Andrew will just throw this at the end. So uh, you guys uh, uh, don't have to listen to it live on, on the recording. Um, maybe just real quick, the other thing I've been doing is on my, uh, on my PC uh, that I bought recently. I've talked about it on the show a couple of times. Uh, been playing around with a lot of different mods. Um, I did a, um, uh, a, a mod that I haven't gotten too far with uh, that uh, where I was just trying to do some, some, some look beautification mods, you know, adding some, uh, some, some better scenery. Now, the other problem, the problem is some of those are not going so well. They're, they're giving me some frame rate issues and some bugs. I, I don't have a mod list in front of me or anything, of course, but the one thing I may need to do is I've got the, the high res texture pack, texture pack from Bethesda enabled. And it could be that these mods that are giving me trouble maybe maybe don't play well with that high-res texture pack. So not sure exactly what's going on there. I, mean, I don't have a lot of experience with, with mod debugging. Um, I've got some other little weird issues, like you know, one of the clothing mods is making my Diamond City guards walk around in their underwear. They've still got their armor, uh, but, but they, uh, they're, they've got their, under, their un- underwear on. So the mod is uh, changing their, their base configuration, so they've got different attire, like some of the Diamond City guards in a baseball uniform, some are in other kinds of uniforms, and for some reason, uh, one of the mods has decided to conflict, and, and so some of them are walking around in their underwear, um, which is something that happens for me in, in, in vanilla fairly often with Cricket's guards. So for some reason, Cricket, the traveling merchant, her guards like to, 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 to show up in their underwear all of a sudden. Uh, not, not every time, but, but frequently. That's a frequent glitch I have. Uh, there's no other, you know, it's hard to even call it a bug because it doesn't cause any problems other than it's just, just goofy. Um, so I was trying to, to fix the Diamond City underwear bug by turning on and off some mods. And in the course of that, we were sort of running into some other mod conflicts and frame rates and everything. So that was that was a heavily modded playthrough that I was doing just to try a bunch of different mods. Um, then I started up another one uh, where I wanted to actually uh, consciously really, really play very differently and go with a high charisma build and use to do a very, very highly companion reliant build. You know, Andrew, it's a little bit about what, where we're taking the... The, the, the rally character, but you know, this is me, you know, me and my own rather than through the rally. But I was having a lot of glitches with that, and something about another life, the alternate start mod, glitched my sanctuary settlement. Um, and and uh, uh, I was able to do some console commands and some other stuff to, to make the settlement 
workbench work, um, but it's not counting the settlement as a settlement. It won't let me build there. Um, so, so I'm not sure what's going on with that. I, and that can, that playthrough is not very far along. I will probably abandon it and maybe actually restart it with a, with a shorter mod list and, uh, and try to, uh, uh try to play that again. Cause I was actually having fun going, I was, I was picking up the inspirational perk and a couple other things that I don't normally do, uh, in the charisma tree, trying to pick up a couple things like, uh, uh, in the intelligence, uh, chart, um, what's the one? Oh, I was going to go for nerd rage and some other things like that. But, that I have never played with very much. So I was going to do a charisma intelligence build, uh, but I think I'm going to start that one over. So that was, uh, that's what I've been going on. So I guess I'm a roundtable character, uh, a, a, a Mahdi McMod face character that I've been doing with a lot of mods, and then also a, a charisma intelligence build. And those last two on the PC, I think I'm, I think Mahdi is his, I think I've kind of crapped him out. I got him up to about level 50 or so, 45 or so, and he's starting to really have a lot of mod conflicts. So I, I think I may, I may bail on him. Uh, whereas the uh, the charisma intelligence build, I'm probably going to start uh, start that one over and maybe do it with a smaller number of mods. Or what I may do is turn off the high res texture pack and see if some of the mods uh, will, will cooperate better with with that turned off. So anyway, this is uh, this has been long enough. Uh, wanted to again say I feel, feel like it's been ages since we've had the the, the core podcast crew together. We've kind of been uh, various you know, whether it's work schedules or travel or family family uh, obligations for all of us is feels like ages since we had the, the, the crew back together but uh, uh, Andrew Dennis hope you guys are able to record I think Ray was going to join tonight so Ray thanks for uh, thanks for joining it's been a great podcasting with you, you know, on and off over the past few weeks um, whatever you guys wind up doing tonight enjoy the show enjoy the recording um, I hope to catch up with you soon uh, take care guys All right, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Pat, for uh, calling in. We always like hearing from uh, Pat, seeing what's going on in his neck of the woods. Hopefully he can join in next week and when we go over some uh, some quests for... Um, what was that thing? Nuka World? No, we're doing Tales. We're doing Tales quests. Uh, we did the Nuka World quest last time. Check in the last episode where uh, we did... Uh, what do we do? We did the gaunt. Was it? It wasn't the gauntlet. We did the um the raiders. How you dealt with the raiders, either with them or against them. Uh, so check. Uh, out I don't there. think we actually picked. What's that? We went with the uh, all aboard and uh, ambitious plan. Yeah, yeah. So you guys were all like buddy buddies with the raiders, right? And I and I just I went am, around, yeah. and I went around and I killed them all because fuck those guys. Uh, Dennis, what were you doing to work up your character? What, we didn't even get much of a character introduction from you, did we? Because of all your your stuff, did did you even tell us what your specials were and all that? I don't remember. Yeah, uh, it it's it's been various iterations of <laughs> trying to start the character. Character blows up. Start <laughs> the character the again. Power goes out. And then we rage and send angry emails to across the pond to say, why are we getting the same uh, unarmed skill? I don't want to use unarmed in a Bethesda game. This doesn't work. Quit sending your emails across the pond. Why is everyone using it? Marcus has nothing to do with this. Quit blaming him. Oh, (laughs) just stand up for Marcus. Why don't you? (laughs) He's my favorite. Uh, so, 
Did you have any like interesting out of the ordinary stuff happen through the gauntlet and all that? Have you done all the gauntlet stuff? Are you are you like caught up quest wise all the way? Yeah, I'm. I'm nice. I'm pretty close. I I I I have to say the the first tales quest. I of course I can't remember the name of it, but the was that under very the bridge first tales quest was just amazing. You I know, like that, especially with having to have the. You know, I have the enhanced super mutants and the enhanced raiders and what have you. Go walking through the Commonwealth. It's it was, you know, it it's no joke. Walking through the Commonwealth with all the enhanced, everyone's going to kill you with the super duper weapon mod. It, it, it's it's no joke. You're you're really running for your life. So it it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, I, I I have caught up, and it, it's it's been a lot of fun. Well, that's super awesome. I I don't even know. Do you have those? The one that's not only are they enhanced, but they have extra spawn points too. You're doing that one as well. Yeah, uh, there's. Uh, I can't. It, it, I have one where if you go to sleep there's a chance where you'll have spawns that will pop up and attack you so you can i've been in diamond city and i've gone to sleep in the where with the baroff brothers and their little (laughs) inn yeah and i people will they're called cannibals or whatever they will spawn in and they will kill everybody inside the entire location. You woke up in a bathtub of ice with your kidneys missing. I mean, who knew? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> God. That's crazy. Okay, uh, Ray, is there anything you would like to say before we hop into your feedback? Do you, do you have anything you'd like to take back or apologize for before we get into it? <laughs> uh, no. Probably the only <laughs> thing to apologize for is... Uh, uh, being too confident and not quick saving in the uh, video that I made of uh, oh. of Maximilian's walk through the uh, the gauntlet, oh, God. Uh, That's the I got worst. a little cocky and uh, got taken out by the uh, the legendary Mirelurk. Oh, it took me many attempts. I'm like, I had to turn on my saves because it got so frustrating. I got tired. I got tired of doing the front the the like first four rooms you know and, and kept dying at like the mire alerts and then i would die in the gas room a few times and then you know it's just like fuck i don't want to keep going through the stupid uh you know machine gun turrets every time or you know all the well, I'm, I'm pretty sure we should bow down to ray because isn't he the dead is dead champion no no it was andrew he had the most levels i i cheated though so I rubber I rubber matted like sixteen levels. I think so. I may have killed the most things, but uh, he got the most experience points in the field. I would say, which which was kind of the no, point let, of the no, game. no. Everybody in fight. We need to in fight right now. Come on, <laughs> right on. Uh, well, Ray, of course, thank you again for hopping on the show and your uh, always dedicated participation in the project of the roundtable. It's always a, a cherished event. Um, interacting with you. So let's go ahead and check in with your feedback, sir. Ray here with my roundtable character for uh, season three. Um, My roundtable role, I got a male, which evidently is fairly rare at this point. Uh, He's got a strength of seven, uh, perception two, endurance nine, 
Charisma 3, Intelligence 3, Agility 2, and Luck 2 coming out the gate. And I took uh, the Strength perk in the special book, uh, making that 8 so that he could get Basher out the gate. So his perks uh, assignments are Basher, Locksmith, Life Giver, Lady Killer, Vans, Mr. Sandman, and Fortune Finder. Uh, Codsworth is the assigned follower, uh, which gives you this robot sympathy perk. Uh, that's uh, plus 10 damage resistance uh, to robot energy weapons. Uh, his assigned settlement is Tappington Boathouse. Uh, Commonwealth faction is Acadia. And his raider faction is the pack. Um, Maximilian is a raider. I've never played with the basher perk. I'm with Pat. It's not generally that effective. Uh, that said, I did kill a couple of raiders with it and uh, bash the, the uh, Deathclaw and conquered with the minigun. Of course, after re- re- <laughs> of course, after shooting him repeatedly first. Um, at higher ranks, it does stagger enemies, which could be helpful, uh, but it uses the same key as the grenades. So more than once, I've dropped a frag grenade or a Molotov uh, when I was trying to bash somebody. Uh, fortunately, with a uh, endurance of 11 at this point with uh, gear and perks, not a big deal. So I planned out my perks through level 50 uh, based on uh, a raidery, guns ablaze, and head smashing kind of build, um, using all the assigned perks eventually. Uh, with low agility, I don't have a lot of AP, um, but I rarely use VATs with guns. Uh, I have a better chance using iron sights. I'm not running a lot of mods at this point. Uh, unofficial patch, Boston Radio, uh, Black LED Pip-Boy, and uh, Tales of the Commonwealth. Uh, so the the perks I added uh, for the build were uh, Gunslinger, Rifleman, uh, Big Leagues, Rooted, Bloody Mess, Armorer, Cap Collector, and Local Leader. Um, he needed to add uh, two perception for locksmith, so one agility point and or one perception point and the perception bobblehead. Uh, two agility for Sandman, so one agility point plus the agility bobblehead. Uh, he needed plus one for rooted, um, uh, plus two charisma, so he did do. Uh, the uh, Cabot quest, and of course, uh, sided with Lorenzo. Entering Nuka World, he was level 30 um, and uh, had gone up one uh, level during the gauntlet. Um, I did post a, a video in the uh, Facebook group of my uh, trip through the uh, gauntlet. Maximilian's been a raider all his life. He was born just outside of Lowell in uh, 2260. Uh, His father was the head of the most powerful raider gang in the area. His two older brothers uh, were next in line. So with little hope of leading the family himself, he knew his fortunes lied elsewhere. Uh, He left the family in search of new opportunities. Uh, When he uh, headed south, he came across a working vault and uh, went in to loot it. Uh, it seemed to be working, but the people in the pods were all dead. Uh, although one of the pods was open and the person inside was shot. Uh, 
Uh, he looted what he could and left. So I have a saved game, uh, one female and one male, uh, that I use to create new characters. Um, it's uh, just out, uh, just before you get to the elevator to leave the vault. Um, so at that point, you can go in and change um, all your attributes and uh, appearance. And so uh, since originally the alternate start mod only did a synth start, um, I didn't really want that limitation. So that's what I use is this, uh, this game save uh, that I can go in. And so you don't go through the, uh, the opening sequence so you're not uh, tied down to that, uh, uh, to that playthrough. Uh, so after leaving the vault, uh, having looted all the corpses, uh, he entered san Sanctuary, uh, where he came across a Mr. Handy uh, that mistaked him for somebody else. Running with it, uh, his story unfolds from there. After going to Concord and cr cleaning out Grizzle's whole crew with nothing more than a base baseball bat, okay, later some power armor and a minigun, but... Um, and a little help from a uh, man in a trench coat. He thinks this area may be a good place to start building his own power base. He sets the ragtag group from the museum up in the settlement where he found the robot. This uh, Minuteman, Preston, doesn't really get it. He tries to send Maximilian to help some settlers, but Max has his own agenda. He travels around looking to eliminate any competition and sets up his own settlements with people loyal to him. Uh, his main base of operation is at Taffington Boathouse. Plenty of resources and a central location. Uh, after scrounging all the concrete he could find, he built a wall to rival his close neighbors at Covenant. It's just in his nature. He's very competitive. Um, he's been traveling around the area, taking out as many raider groups as possible, and setting up his own strongholds. He's got 11 so far. Also, he... Did a couple of favors for the uh, traders at Bunker Hill. Um, so now he has preferential treatment for all the uh, trading activity in the area. Uh, again, trying to rival uh, Covenant. Uh, while searching around up north, uh, he came across a man that offered to give him a boat if he would go search for his daughter. Working in the Far Harbor area, it became clear that there were not enough resources in the area to worry about. Fortunately, the serum he had received, killing all the raiders and family for Lorenzo Cabot, helped keep him healthy in that rat-infested place. Finally helping Crazy Robot Man, he keeps the peace by replacing the fanatic leader of the rad people. At least he has a boat and a really chill beach house now. While dropping into the third rail in uh, Good Neighbor, uh, Maximilian bumped into a really interesting ghoul chick named Audrey. Uh, she gave him some grief about what he was wearing. <laughs> it was then that he realized they were wearing the same gray suit. His was clean. Hers looked like she'd been wearing it for 200 years. She told him he was, she was having some trouble with a man and needed a little muscle. Max offered to help him. Expecting a fight, Max blasted into the subway station, only to find somebody had beat them to it. Scavenging around, they found her brother Barnaby, and she knew then that it was her sister's work. Uh, clues led to her sister in a bar across the street from some place called the Combat Zone. Max is going to have to come back here and check that out. 
the Raiders outside are dead now. Inside, the sister tries to disguise herself, but Audrey sees right through it. Uh, the three of them are off to the family summer house. After going through some challenges their father put in place, uh, they finally opened the safe and found a vial of the mysterious serum that the Cabots make. A couple of comments from the sister lead him to believe they knew the Cabots. Max doesn't say anything. He still doesn't trust Margaret. His senses were correct, and Margaret makes a play to escape. Maximilian is ready and plants Adam's judgment uh, squarely on top of her head before she was halfway up the stairs. Uh, the two assaultrons couldn't stop him. They were next, as Audrey took a couple of pot shots at them. Uh, fortunately, the legendary assaultron in Margaret's room had not activated. Killing it, he got a two-shot hunting rifle. Audrey was not all that concerned and gave Max the fox hunting perk. Uh, plus 10 AP, a big help. Plus 10 auto weapons, no help. Uh, he leaves Audrey there. She was fun to run with, but not really cut from the same cloth. After working on his settlement near Diamond City, they're attacked by Rust Devils. In the process of taking out their century bot, he's sucked into a street fight outside of Hangman's Alley. Loving nothing more than a good fight and taking the side of the hot chick in armor, Max meets Sadie, the bouncer from the hooker bar across the street. She mentions they're getting hassled by a gang that calls themselves the Saints. He wonders if they're the same gang he roughed up in Carlisle and his way out of Lowell. After talking to the nut running the brothel, he agrees to help out. He and Sadie head up to hit a church she thinks they are holed up in. This stinks of a trap, and Max is ready when the knuckleheads pop out and try to get the drop on him. Back at the bar, he's stopped by the head of the saints. Max sees an opportunity to set a trap of his own and agrees to bring one of the girls back to their hideout. Talking to Q-Ball, Max offers to take them out. Q-Ball agrees, but doesn't want to know the details. He says, I'll leave the butchering to the butcher. They never knew what hit them. Max wiped out the whole crew and went back to Q-Ball for a reward, 300 caps. Oh, well. He was stopped by the girl that was the sister Jane, the saints that the saints had wanted returned. She gave him some crap, but Maximilian couldn't care less. Off to check on the Sunshine Hippie Colony settlement, Max gets a message on his Pip-Boy thingy talking about Nuka World. He remembers his dad and brother talking about some friends that had talked about a theme park some gangs had been trying to set up shop in. Sounds like it's close by. He needs to check that out. So there's Maximilian. Um, he is uh, currently with uh, clothing and perks at a strength of 16, uh, perception 5, endurance 11, charisma 6, intelligent 4, agility 6, and luck of 3. And uh, is uh, has gotten all of his assigned perks with the exception of uh, Vans, which he'll be getting in a couple of levels. Uh, we'll see what uh, what that has to do. Um, but uh, Vans is shit. Currently, his it. weapons of choice are Adam's Judgment, uh, Deliverer, a kneecapping uh, combat shotgun. Uh, freezing powerful sniper rifle, uh, combat rifle, and a 50 cal uh, uh, hunting rifle, and that uh, he's got that uh, two shot 
uh, perk from that he got uh, from looting the the legendary uh, Assaultron and um, his serrated uh, Chinese officer sword. So all in all, he's uh, he's set up to do some serious damage and uh, is off to uh, see what he can what trouble he can find in Nuka World. All right, thanks for listening. Bye bye. Awesome, Ray. Thank Ray, you so fans of shit, just admit it. It's okay. It's an assigned perk. <laughs> it's making lemonade. Uh, making lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> So I'm um, waiting till level 35. Yeah, let's get into that. Level Why? 36. Uh, you can wait to level 99. It's still a shit perk. It gives yeah, you two I'm, plus two I'm, perception, I'm, I'm man. Ticking the box. I'm ticking the box. Okay, so let's get into that. You you're gonna wait a certain amount of time before you cash in your vans. What? Why specifically? It's because I think it the the second level of vans gives you what plus two perception or something. Correct. Right. So at 36, I can get plus two um, perception. I have to take the first perk first, so I'll take that at 35, and then I'll yeah. take the second at 36. And So at least I've taken Vans. I, I don't get lost when I'm running yeah. around the uh, the Commonwealth. So. Not even with Mila's and running inside to go up top to go outside and how confusing those stupid map markers can be sometimes. Yeah, it's, it, it's always at the top of the building. Yeah. That's true. So you just keep going up. Yeah. Sometimes you're smarter than me, Ray. Well, actually, you're always smarter than me, Ray. But sometimes you... you, you Ray's you smarter than all of us. He's all of us. Yeah, you're right. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Ray, you win. I quit. It's still a crap perk. You want the show? <laughs> but, you know, it's it's the round table. But it, that, that, it's, it's a very pat way of assigning things, but... It's a shit yeah. but you know i'm i'm making lemonade and he also got fucking basher are you kidding vans and basher yeah are you are you ugh. i would just so, i would quit if i were you right it's, like, are it's you kind of fun because i would, I would you know, accident- just, you know you're getting all into it and you're oh i'm gonna use basher and then bam you drop a frag grenade <laughs> at your feet I'd be like, um, I'm I'm gonna accidentally refresh my role again here, guys. I got <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. All of us are be like, you know, like well, you have to take Basher and you have to take unarmed and <laughs> oh no. And, and I was and just hand, glad I got a guy. And it's like, you know what? I there's this great game. Maybe it's called Skyrim. Maybe I should start playing that. <laughs> just. Dennis is all of a sudden a, a new a newfound love for Skyrim again today because he heard the music. Did you see that, Ray? He heard yep. he heard some notes, and all of a sudden Dennis has oh, a new yeah, a new yeah, flourishing yeah. love well, of Skyrim, blooming and blossoming all over. But with you know time. what? It, it it it. I love the Skyrim music, but if you hear the Dan Bull music for <laughs> yeah. the round table for Fallout Four, that gets you right back into Fallout. Yes. Yeah, no. so, and, you know, it, <laughs> so, I'm a character addict, you know, that's, I just love creating characters and, and stories and everything, and so, you know, when Andrew made me play Skyrim, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> what Andrew bizarre. made you do it? I, yeah. I, came, I came down I mean, there and threatened. I was him. just. I, was I, just I like that because uh, I was listening to some. Uh, I was listening to uh, a, a Fallout feed, and, and Victor's like, "Well, Andrew was making me play Fallout. Andrew makes everybody do so many things. He he's the master manipulator. Man, he's, he's so powerful. It's what? the illusion magic. I, I'm sure he uses it." We have yeah. podcast to level produce. Up, level up, Andrew. Yeah, we've we've got podcast to produce over here, guys. I've got to force you guys to give us material somehow. You know, we still got to pump these things out. We still got to be making the big bucks up top. You know. So I, you know when I'm rolling, you know, crazy rolls on the uh, on the round table, I just run with it. I you know just trying to make lemonade. I love that Victor was bringing that up to me um, the other day too. How <laughs> you basher. And you like literally just pull a pin out of a grenade and set it at your feet. <laughs> yes, it's hilarious. But you know when you've got when you've got uh, endurance of eleven, it kills whoever's next to you that you were just about to bash, and you yeah, know it takes true. a third of your health. Only a third. That's great. Wait, so, wait a minute. Where where are where is the role playing in that? I'm a raider. I'm a badass. He's he's drunk. <laughs> I, can, I can I can take a little frag grenade. He can he he's a, a self hating raider. Try, <laughs> try, trying to accidentally take himself out too. Uh, f- no, he's um. Let's see. He's trying to accidentally take some shrapnel. Because he know the person around him will die, so it'll look like someone else did it. But it's time to take a little shrapnel to get um, uh, an honorary dismissal from his raider group. <laughs> yeah, do, do raiders have purple hearts? <laughs> the purple, the raider purple. <laughs> what color would the raider purple heart actually be? I don't know. The teddy bears are purple. <laughs> oh yeah. Is, what what teddy bear is that? Is that like the Nuka World teddy bears that are crazy and creepy? They have yeah. the sloths that are really cute, though. I really like the sloths. I want to collect a full um, armor. What's it called? It's not called stuffed armor, is it? The 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 pack armor with the little sloths hanging off of it. You guys no, I don't done? know. I haven't gotten that far. Oh man, they have some. I've really still good... only done the 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 two assigned. Uh, yeah. Um, quests so far, so. Well, you uh, get to go meet the pack, and they've got some cute little some some sloths hanging on armor. It's adorable. I love them. They uh, are my they are my people now. Yes, yes. Embrace the pack, except for their rifle. It's gross. Um. Okay, so yes, yeah, so we got to keep going with this audio feedback. So we just heard from Ray. Thank you, Ray, so much. Uh, we'll go ahead and check in with a Jeremy second submission. Uh, so let me pull up Jeremy's and. Uh, um, Actually, um, Dennis, did you have anything about Ray's feedback? Uh, I wanted to say, uh, what was your Raiders versus Covenant thing, too? Uh, so Covenant's right around the corner, or just like right across the street from uh, from Taffington Boat ha- Boathouse. Yeah. So um, I built a, the concrete wall around uh, Taffington, and it looks like uh, the Covenant. because oh, it's a settlement. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know I've got the the turrets and all that good stuff. So we're in we're in competition. Oh, I get it. I, nice. Then I hooked up with uh, um, oh, who's the woman from uh, Bunker Hill? Ziegler, Zeller. That sounds familiar. Yeah. 
and uh, did her quest. And so I've got the uh, um, the trader's um, post with the little tent and the Brahmin uh, trough. Oh, I've never so actually they, done that at Bunker Hill. Do they, uh, do they reward you with your own little shop there at Bunker Hill? Do you get your own? No, no, you can, uh, it lets you build, um, the, uh, trading post essentially. Oh, nice. So Good all deal. the traders will stop by your trading post. Oh, that's cool. That's fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not building anything. I, I even, I installed the Sim settlement mod because that really should, oh, in, in all honesty, that should be what Bethesda should have done as, as far as the settlements building themselves. I can't even be bothered to do that. Yeah, I, I I still have to go back and like do you know check ins and build a little portion here and there. I I just can't do it. You know, have just, I just do it on your own? Did I fill you guys? That I don't think I did. Did I tell you guys about my my brand new? It's probably not new. It's just that I noticed it recently. My my new bug. I, I have. I have the You've worst. Got the so many, You've I've, got like six thousand bugs, Andrew. Yeah, I've You've got, got the more bugs than game. I've got the worst, worst stuff going on. Uh, no, Ray, not the red triangle. That was uh, probably, I'm guessing, the origin where things started getting fucked up was when those red triangles started happening over the Abernathy Farm uh, people markers. Um, but the bug I'm having now is in. I thought it was just at the Nuka World uh, Red Rocket because I, I killed all the raiders. And one of the perks, they don't tell you this. I don't know why this was so, like, unknown. But uh, in order to get the access to the, the Red Rocket at Nuka World, you um, usually have to go and get power and do this whole, like, do all the, the tons of quests and then restore uh, power to the park. And then you can have access to the Nuka World Red Rocket. Or... You can just fucking kill all the raiders and then you get it immediately. So you don't have to go through the whole rig and roll of getting everything and you just go over and get your red rocket. So I did my red rocket and I got everything and I was like, oh great, I'm going to set up some stuff here. So let's let's build a few walls. Let's build a little structure here. Set some turrets up high to get a better vantage point. And uh, I could build most of the stuff just fine. But like I went to the structure. I went to look for the structures uh, sub tab in the, um, the build menu. No structures tab. Wait a second. Here, I've got special, and then it goes right to furniture. But there should be structures in here, usually. There's there's no structures. Okay, that's weird. So I was like kind of looking it up, and I didn't see any mention of that bug in particular located at the Red Rocket for Nuka World. So I thought, okay, that's weird. Uh, whatever, never mind. So I just played like a few more days and did those stuff. So I went to do another inventory dump back at the Red Rocket in... Uh, the Commonwealth on the mainland there, and I was like, "Wait a second! There's no, there's no structures in this build menu either." Fuck! So I don't know that bug, that weird bug I had either. I just hadn't noticed. It's been such a long time since I tried to build stuff that it's horrible, Dennis. They won't even let me build structures anymore, which you probably wouldn't care. You don't even build anything I, anyway. I but. would definitely suggest that you listen to uh, ASA Mod Talk. To try and figure out what it what it is you're doing wrong, Andrew, because it's horrible. You're just you're just building wrong. Um, actually, uh, I think Victor told me that this this might be caused by like uh, something that just happens every once in a while in the vanilla base game. There's just some weird little bug in there that sometimes gets tripped. Uh, so so maddening. Uh, but yes, Dennis, uh, thank you for bringing up. 
uh, Mod Talk. Everyone, please, if you haven't yet, please go check out Victor's new show, ASA Mod Talk. You can find it in your iTunes or Stitcher or, I don't know, just what, what do people use for your podcatchers? Uh, speaking of podcatchers, we're going to check in with some uh, podcatcher reviews later with our newest segment, Denny's Podcatcher Review Corner. So uh, we'll uh, look forward to that. But before we get into that sort of thing, we better uh, get back on our audio feedback. Um, no, God, right? I, I still had more notes I wanted to bring up with you. Audrey's had the same clothes. You're like, uh, it's like two chicks showing up to the dance at the same dress. <laughs> that was the who's, gray suit. Who's going to change? All right, who is it? <laughs> we can't both go in here. They're wearing the same thing. And um, I have a question for you guys. My character is named Susan, who is um, the host of a radio show that co- that that is broadcast out of Vault 97. And she... Um, has a companion. His name is Mr. Wigglesworth. And she described Mr. Wigglesworth as sort of like a big clunky, uh, you know, doddering robot with a robo brain for a head. Uh, besides the three robo brains that are acquired in um, the the uh, Automatron quest, you know, where you have to get like the MSAT locator and go, you know, try locate the different spots from ada you know what i'm talking about when you have to go get those robo brains right. i have no idea what you're talking about there, this is this is like a king of the bunker hill are there, level question are there are there are there robo brain heads besides those three anywhere i because i i keep doing that random um quest where the um god what's that person called the, the automatron bad guy uh, when that that chick keeps sending you out on that radiant quest to go go kill random robots hoping that one of them will eventually be a robo brain and i can collect more robo brains um but i can't find any do you is there a place where they have like a like just a big storage of all the different robo robot parts it's like, gosh do you, do you guys have yeah, any I mean, idea there's, about there's that? a million of them inside the layer but you got you can't access any of them i know that is the most maddening thing. There's literally jars and jars and jars of them. Or there's the working ones. They're working the computers, too. But yeah. They'll let you shoot them. They'll let you destroy them, but they won't let you interact with them other than that. And there's all the ones like on the the weird medical stretchers, you know, the beds that are like mm-hmm. in the middle of the... Oh, those are really weird and cool to have the, uh, the <laughs> robo-brains. That's a really neat design. I like the brain in the jar. Back on that cool, you know, sci-fi stuff I was talking about earlier. I love that shit. Uh, okay, so what else? Robo part location and vans. Yep. No. Okay. Thank you for your feedback, Ray. Uh, we will continue on with Jeremy. So uh, thank you, Jeremy, for checking in. And uh, here we go. Hey guys, this is Jeremy McDaniel here, bringing a character update with my character Michelle Briggs for the season three roundtable. Last I. Uh, uh, checked in, I was just building up my level and just introducing the character and she was uh, hanging out in Sanctuary with Preston Garvey. And Michelle took to the task of protecting the Commonwealth with a renewed sense of purpose. Through heroic acts, Michelle recruited a number of settlements to join the cause and the drab group of Minutemen Michelle had first met was now turning into quite the actionable coalition. Preston, seeing the growth of their numbers, suggested to Michelle that they move to take the castle, the Minutemen's old HQ before Quincy, to which Michelle knew it was too soon. 
not wanting to bite off more than they could chew, Michelle chose to delay the affront in favor of shoring up their recent expansion. Through her journeys of rebuilding the settlements, Michelle couldn't help but wonder about the green jewel Diamond City she kept hearing about. Uh, with the settlers finally organized and ready to fend off, ready to fend for themselves, Michelle finally decided to give in to her curiosity and head toward the city and see what had come of downtown Boston. <clears throat> Closing in on Diamond City, Michelle was passing by Hangman's Alley when a flurry of shots and shouting presented itself on a nearby street corner. Codsworth and Dogmeat sprang into action, and three bodies lay scattered on the ground before Michelle could even draw her weapon. Michelle had no clue what had just went down, but the situation was made clear by the lone survivor of the scuffle, a woman named Sadie. The she was the bouncer of the Boston Bordello. Sadie requested Michelle's assistance and takes her into the Bordello to meet her boss, Q-Ball. Before going up to Q-Ball, Michelle had a drink and met some of the characters in the bar. Uh, there's the Molly, the nutty but friendly bartender, Scalpel, a gruff bouncer, and then there was Lola. Lola approached Michelle and asked if there's anything she could do for her. Not having felt the romantic touch of a human in literally hundreds of years, Michelle succumbed to Lola's beckoning. Michelle had never been with a woman before, but Lola's soft touch and Michelle's own confusion and loneliness made the offer too tempting to decline. They spent a brief few hours together, leaving Michelle with a feeling of a lover's embrace. Feeling more at ease, Michelle headed upstairs to meet the boss Q-Ball. He was a nice man uh, who, like Michelle, enjoyed fine libations, but he showed weak leadership and apathetic character. Sadie asked for him to allow Michelle to investigate the meetup with, that the saints were having near, at a nearby church. Q-Ball, not seeming to care either way, permitted Michelle to help. Michelle and Sadie traveled to the nearby church <clears throat> where the saints were meeting and two Molotov cocktails burnt the congrega congregation to a crisp. And as soon as the fight began, it ended. Uh, like a smoldering offering, the bodies lay before the altar and Michelle and Sadie went on their way. Upon returning to the bordello, Michelle stopped by the, was stopped by the patron saint, a mole working within the, the bordello toward a peaceful solution. He gave Michelle a note that she was to take to Q-Ball requesting for the release of Jane, a bordello worker who happened to be the Saints leader's sister. Michelle thought with relief, good thing I didn't spend that evening with her. Um, Michelle felt for Jane and easily persuaded Q-Ball to pe peacefully release her. Michelle escorted Jane back to the Saints who thankfully suggested that their paths would cross again someday. Michelle could rest easy knowing that she had settled, th settled things peacefully and she had helped an innocent woman from being trafficked. Uh, she had also awakened a new sensation she had never felt before, the longing for a woman's touch. Relieved and also confused, Michelle continued on and approached the gates of nearby Diamond City. So that's me, uh, let's see where the time is at. Okay, it took a while, longer than I wanted, so I'm gonna have to breeze through the rest of this. I'm trying out or uh, role-playing from our first time and doing that kind of prose style that a lot of people, I think, do. And I really do like it. it. It does help you kind of frame your character and think about the decisions you make and why you made them. So I decided to write in that sort of uh, uh, <laughs> fantasy romantic fiction novel of uh, my attempt of it. 
of Michelle and Lola, one of the Bordello workers. I actually did in the mod. Uh, you know, I was in the mod, and I was uh, doing the quest, and I, I was talking to all the people at the Bordello, and figured, you know, let's check out what Mr. Takahashi put in here. You know, this, uh, this worker is offering her services, so... I gave it a whirl, it just gave me a black screen and gave me a lover's embrace, which uh, I don't know what that does, but I figured I'd give it a whirl. Usually wouldn't do that in my playthroughs, but uh decided to RP it into it. So I I did go into Diamond City then next and met Piper, uh, helped her get into the city. Uh, I like Piper, She's uh, she writes that newspaper, The Public Occurrences, and wants to write about Michelle, and uh, I like that she's truth-seeking and... You know, I'm a little skeptical cool about her conspiracy theories and the Institute, but everyone seems to be, and um, she's feisty, she has an attitude. The only downside is she's kind of crummy in, in battle, um, but I'm working on taking her around and, and developing that relationship, and now Michelle uh, has kind of, has this new uh, feeling towards women, uh, so she's chasing that relationship. Um, I went into the quest with, uh, under the bridge, well in between I guess I did, uh, some main quests, um, Nick Valentine, and, and, uh, tracking down Kellogg, and actually when I was tracking down Kellogg I had, I had one of those moments where, this is why I love Bethesda, um, so Dogmeat's tracking me west of the city, um, I'm kind of near Oberlin Station, and a, a Yao Guai attacks me and kind of pins me down and has me almost where I'm about to die. I, my character can't move. I'm kind of uh, struggling to even move the character away so she's not trapped. And, you know, I stay calm, use my stim packs, get out of there, start sprinting. Um, and then right when I sprint, I run into a glowing one. Uh, and right behind him are about five ghouls, one of them legendary. And so I'm like, holy shit, like, you know, first the bear, now these ghouls, and then I, sh I, I remember quick and thinking quick on my feet uh, to use my flare gun. I actually have never used it before, and it was awesome. I, I pulled it out, I shot it straight into the ground, <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, I should probably shoot it in the air. So I shoot it in the air, and and, uh, uh, and the Minutemen came running, running toward me really quickly, and, you know, I'm just running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I got these ghouls, this glowing one, this bear. You know, shots are being fired everywhere. I see the Minutemen charging in. And then even on, you know, just throw another one on top of it. Here come uh, three blood bugs, stinted blood bugs. And they're, you know, uh, raidy, you know, getting gooey rads in my face. And I can't see. And I don't know. It's just one of those moments where you just have one of those just straight chaos. Like things are spawning everywhere. And, and it's just epic. And the, that's the stuff that, you know, that's the stuff that sold me on Skyrim when you're battling a dragon and trolls and storm you know or storm cloaks or something you know it's just, just those crazy battles are awesome so I, I had one of those which just made me feel just brought me back uh so i'm i want to keep this under 10 minutes i promised myself i would have a minute left or maybe two uh so one last thing uh or a couple last things one thing i it was my first time in good neighbor during that quest with audrey and under the bridge and uh, leaving the third rail bar, the third rail bar is actually the state house, um, which is where they read off the balcony the, the Declaration of Independence, and it's where the Boston Massacre happened. And so when you're leaving the third rail, or when I was leaving the third rail with Audrey, I saw uh, Hancock up there, and he's giving a big speech to the people about the Institute, and it was just so cool to, you know, I, I immediately made that connection, like, oh, well, that's where they read the 
the, the speech for the uh, you know, of independence from England, uh, the, that state house. And you know, and then I go walking down the street further, and I come upon Trinity Tower, and I look up, and I'm like, oh shit, Trinity Tower, that's the Prudential Center. And shortly nearby is uh, the, the public library, and it's like, oh well, here's Copley Square. It looks just like it, more or less. Um, so you know, those things I wanted to mention are awesome. Uh, on the way to the summer state, I blew the shell off a of Mirelurk with a missile launcher, uh, which is sick. I just got to give it up to the, this game. I really love the battling. It's just the effects and animations, limbs blowing off, blood splattering. It's, it is just, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. Uh, and then I also threw my first nuke, nuke grenade, and holy shit, those are powerful. I accidentally killed a bunch of my settlers while stopping a super mutant attack, so I had to reload the save and uh, do that again. Um, quick stat updates, I have 15 seconds. Um, I'm level 16 now. Didn't get to Nuka World, but I did the two tails, loved them, loved Takashi's stuff. Uh, Nuka World, I'm going to go Nuka Ham when I get to a higher level, maybe in the mid-20s, and I'm just going to run through all that at once. I'm just going to have to do it to catch up. Uh, I, I'm over my time, I promised, and so I also added them to some perks to Demo Expert. I got my local leader, I got Locksmith 2, Sneak 2, Lead Belly 2, um, and I've been liking all my perks I've been assigned. I need to get into Heavy Weapons next. I was a little bummed, I found out Heavy Weapons isn't um, automatic weapons, but like heavy freaking weapons like miniguns and fat men, which... I'm a little bummed because those weapons weigh so much and it's just digging into my my carry weight. Alright, I've gone on long enough. Uh, hopefully that was a good update. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, guys, have fun in, uh, in the Commonwealth. Talk to you later. Wonderful. Thank you Fantastic. so much. Well done. Good update. Jeremy, number two. Again, knocking it out of the park. Keep them coming, Jeremy. Uh, we always love hearing your update of your character. I love the uh, the working of the romance novel. Uh, sounds like something uh, Dennis would be interested in. Um, always getting sloppy with a love, Denny. Um, Embrace me. <laughs> what do you guys uh, have any comments here for uh, Jeremy? Uh, I'm very excited. It, it, that feedback it hits me right in the core where he's talking about you know fights and individual moments. That for for me in Fallout Four is a very shootery kind of game. If if you go back to New Vegas or if you go back to Three, it's a little bit more role play, a little bit more slow. It, it's not kind of quite fast action, but for Fallout Four. I think the intense moments and the best of it is, you know, you get into an individual fight, you were in this moment and, you know, you had 6,000 people coming at you from all different directions and you had to survive it. And for better or worse, that's what the game is. It it may not be the uh, role play experience that everybody wanted to have, but it, it, it's got some good action moments, which is kind of what they were moving towards. And they can weave in a beautiful story in in between. And it can be kind of intimidating when you start doing your feedback 
um, you know, and you're kind of trying to figure out, you know, what your direction is and what your voice is. And, uh, I mean, he did a great job. He had a good plan. He just needs to keep up, keep practicing. It's, it's, uh, really well done. I agree as well. Um, Jeremy said it's kind of like his first time going into role playing. I I um, try to embrace uh, writing a backstory and that sort of thing with my character. Sometimes I am also not the world's uh, best role player. I try to embrace it, um, but it does help um, push you in a different direction. Like the whole point of the round table is to take these weird attributes that you get and sort of weave it into a character and then um those extra creative people who are play along uh characters and you know people like victor and and um ray you're always really great at it too lee always does a really good job and and now jeremy is like weaving in a wonderful backstory here too so um you check in with these people who write these great backstories that uh, actually kind of try to match that weird nonsensical role that your character gets from our, our strange character generator. It's always great to see uh, people and what kind of stories they form to support that role. That's great. Um, a couple of notes I have down here. Uh, he say he mentioned lovers embrace. That's a great perk. Uh, I love that you get when you, um, get a companion's affinity up to 100%. Uh, you sleep anywhere near them and they will wake up next to you and you earn, is it like 150% uh, XP for a limited amount of time or something? I don't remember. It might not be 150%, but it's it's an extra percentage of experience points. Well, you would never for... know the percentage for you, Andrew, because you have the group lovers embrace where you have like <laughs> yeah. six or seven embrace all over your body and the orgy embrace we exactly. have the the body paint lovers embrace where we all get it all stacks too you know so that's like whatever percentage on top of codsworth on top of preston on top of curie on top of strong on top of dogma you know we're all just sharing we all have the same you know thirst for the milk of human kindness or whatnot. Share the milk. Share the, Share milk. the milk, Andrew. Um, he likes Piper. I also like Piper. I think Piper gets way too much crap. People need to take it easy on Piper. I actually like taking Piper out with me. She, I have her right now. She's out with me. Um, I have her decked out in a, in a, in a set of X of X01 power armor that through the, the mod um, unified clothing overhaul, uh, I, I have it in shiny gold. So she's, oh my she's, god! She's cheat shiny gold. <laughs> it's not cheat. It's not cheat at all. Uh, the power armors, the vanilla power armors, just colored uh, shiny gold. It's so beautiful, and I have Piper running around in it, and it's so funny. Oh, I put. I did. Did you? And I don't know if this is caused by unified clothing overhaul. I didn't think you could ever remove any of Nick's clothing, but I they let me replace his hat, not his jacket, but I could replace his hat this time, and um. I gave him the synth uh, field helmet, which is like a full-faced synth helmet, and I also colored it in that gold color that I also did the power armor in. So Nick's running around with like a gold face robot. Oh, it looks really fun. Uh, Nick has a really cool look going on too now. Um, so yeah, Jeremy, I like Piper too. Uh, he mentioned Kellogg and going through that whole portion of the, the main quest that I was actually just talking about with Ray earlier. Um, um, is, and then I was trying to remember 
what Kellogg's relationship is. Is he a courser? No, he's not really a courser. He's a human with, we talked about this before. He's got like an implant. So he's like, like, like a cyborg or something. You know what I mean? Like he's not really a courser, but he can still use the, the zap around. What's it, what's that shit called? The relay. He works, <laughs> he's the relay. He works. He works with the instant. He's basically an institute, you know, hireling. Yeah, I, I I watched that intro scene about his memories, how he got into the institute, and like he was like, "I'm gonna work." The, he's talking to that lady. He's like, "I'm gonna work for the institute." And she's like, "Oh, we're not so sure about that." Uh, get him, boys. <laughs> you know, and all of her uh, her uh, Gen One synth guards like attack him and he and he of course kills all four of them with like super stealth spy moves and then he's like got a gun pointed at this poor like institute scientist woman in a lab coat he's like uh yes i will be working for you now so like i thought it was pretty fun to revisit that whole kellogg uh scenario through his memories i hadn't done that in a long time um he fired a flare gun at his feet, which I thought was hilarious. It's like Ray dropping a grenade at his feet. I thought it was surprising that you could uh, th- that the Minutemen showed up anyway. I thought you had to fire that shit in the sky, and then they would return uh, a flare. Yeah, I think he fired in one sky. in the sky after he shot one. <laughs> oh, the did he? Okay, okay. I thought that was funny that if he just shot one at the ground and they showed up anyway. Um, I have all sorts of weird bugs going on, guys. Um, uh, every time I. Um, fast travel or show up to the red rocket the Minutemen have just showed up as well and they're always like oh we just missed the battle sorry was it fun and i was just like i'd have no idea what battle you guys are talking about you know how they're like oh we just showed up did we miss all the action and i don't know what they're talking it, it, it's it's really fun and because the, because you're the general of the Minutemen, and the Minutemen are garbage andrew <laughs> no they're garbage. they're amazing how dare you um and i have another crazy bug where travis is with me uh, but he is uh, every. That is a crazy bug because Travis <laughs> should not be with you. <laughs> no, he, it's, that's that's not the bug. Travis is a saint. Uh, shut your mouth. But um, Travis is he a sinner, a saint, or a sinner? Oh, oh. yeah, he's a. Um, oh, wait, what's what's that last guy with the punny name? The the. Uh, I don't even remember. Was the last? I, I, sorry, never mind. Uh, but Travis, he got his. Um, Every every like, I don't want to say minute, maybe less than a minute. He minute will man. He, he will take a a shot from you know nothing. Like he doesn't actually get shot, but he like crumples to the floor, like he's been shot and something has like you know attacked him, and then he has to take a knee, or like you know how they fall down on their butt and 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 fall out. But he would be taking a knee in Skyrim, you know how. And I'm just like, nothing hit you. What are you doing? So like every minute or so, he just drops to the floor and hangs out for like five or ten seconds. And then he pops back up and starts attacking stuff again. And I hate it. He picked up the Zeta gun or whatever it's called that does like radiation damage. And the only things that we're attacking are are monsters that are super resistant to radiation damage. And he, he doesn't have the knowledge to switch his weapon 
based on which enemy because, he's fighting. Because he's counting on you, Andrew. <laughs> he's counting on your knowledge I've, to I've take tried, the gun from him and I give know. you a better gun. I've tried to drop... It's like you can't interact with Travis, but I've tried to drop like better guns at his feet, and he just kind of like looks at me, and then he will drop to his knee like someone has shot him. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Get up, man. Pick up the gun. Let's go. And he'll never pick up the better gun, that son of a bitch. Uh, so that's funny. The flare gun at the feet. That's awesome. Um, the... Declaration of Independence at the State House in Good Neighbor, where Hancock does the speech. I had never put that together. That's a fucking brilliant observation. So thank you, Jeremy. And the other locations, like he said, Trinity Tower was a well-known landmark. I don't, you know, I'm not familiar with Boston. I've only been once a long ass time ago when I was a little kid. So, uh, but that's amazing. I, I need to go. Is this nerdy? Is there a yes. Fallout 4 tour of Boston? Has, has anyone set that up yet? I think I think there should be, and it should be sponsored by Victor. That would be amazing. Like, who lives in Boston? We, we have, Victor, we have Vic, listeners Victor in Boston. Victor could quit whatever job he has, and he could do Mod Talk and do tours of Boston, and Gosh. he would be all set. Hey, let's, let's, hey, um, nobody, okay, everyone out there, stop listening right now. Put your fingers in your ears and go la, 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 la. This is just for Mark. Okay, listen, Marcus. Okay, here's here's our, our app idea. We invent an app for Fallout 3 that is a Fallout tour of Washington, D.C. with all the, the great highlights and all the locations where you need to go that are highlighted in the Fallout 3 game. And we plant stuff sort Four. of like... Fallout Four, no DC for Fallout Three, dude. Um, oh, we can oh, also we can also do it for Boston and Fallout Four. But I was I was talking. We need to start with a DC. Do one for Vegas. You know, do one for Boston. Um, Dennis, you're supposed to be with your fingers in the air saying la 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 la. la. Anyway, you you can't hear this part. This is for Marcus. Mar- only. No, no, I'm chanting Marcus. Work hard, Marcus. Work hard, <laughs> Marcus. Work hard. Okay, Marcus. Anyway, so you know what I'm getting at here. This is basically the idea. Let's let's create this app where it's just basically tours, interactive tours of Fallout 4, um, of, of like Boston and D.C. and uh, New Vegas. And you can make it like um, location interactive, like with like Pokemon Go, where like you have Meyer Lurks attack you when you show up to certain locations. Come on. We know that how, you how live in England, we know that you live in England but that's, a, that's okay. It's just across the no, pond. No, but I don't, get, know get else who, I don't know anybody else who, d- d- who could design an app. He's the only person I have hope that could do that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, Marcus, uh, thank you. Get on it. Assignment. Thank you. God bless, Assignment. Marcus. God bless, Marcus. Uh, yeah, heavy weapons sucks. I'm sorry that you got assigned that, Jeremy. I hate using many guns. I hate using missile launchers. I don't like that sort of thing. You guys, do you use your um your fat men? So the only time I ever use a fat man is when I first go to uh, Far Harbor, and you're on the wall, yeah. you know, doing the fight. Oh, uh, you use one there. I never thought to. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's like three three nukes. You've taken them all out. Everybody's still alive. Love you to death. You know what I was gonna. Th- you know I thought you were gonna say Ray is the uh, the, the death, wall the death claw and conquered. Oh, Dennis uses it. No, I've, right? never, I've never needed it for that. Or no, no, that's a minigun. Dennis would get the. He would go no, to. I would, I would use the. I I I my hook is to go around and use the fat man. From, oh yeah, because you would swing. You would swing by the not the robotics 
dump or whatever it's called. A robotics yeah. disposal ground yeah. or whatever it's called? Yeah. Yeah, it's the dumping ground. He, he went to take a robot dump. He picked up a phone. No, I, I admit Ray's, better, Ray's a better player than I am. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's hard. Fucker. It's, it's hard to be better than Ray. I don't know if you could do competitive Fallout 4, but it'd, it'd be hard to beat Ray. Uh, it's a shame about Ray. I'm sure you've never heard that joke before, Ray. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've got plenty of more feedback to get to. Sorry, the show is stretching long already. Um, but we will uh, hop into Leon uh, checking in from Texas. So let me see if I got this pulled up at an appropriate volume, and we will see... Hi to Leon. Good day. This is Leon from Texas. I'm playing Olivia. This is Roundtable Episode 2. Following Gage outside Cola Cars, Olivia was stunned to see what had become of the once great Nuka world. Heading to Fist Top, she passed a Nuka bottle robot that was obviously hacked when spoken to and a strange lady wearing cappy glasses. The robot, Nira, said she would reward anyone who collected medallions from the other parks, and the glasses-wearing lady spoke of a pre-war contest involving finding hidden cappies throughout the park. Olivia nodded to both that she would look for the items that they wanted and quickly headed towards Fistop. Once there, Gage took some time to explain his plan to retake the parks and told Olivia she should meet the heads of the three gangs. Olivia proceeded to gladhand the gang leaders and quickly realized that just like everyone else, the raiders couldn't do hardly anything for themselves and wanted her to do the dirty work. Sighing, she nodded and agreed to do the quest the gang's leaders wanted her to do. First impressions, Gage wanted to be a behind-the-thrones kind of guy, getting the benefits but little risk. Nisha was a violent woman, but she wasn't stupid. Olivia could get to like her and Dixie. Mags was a Diamond City brat that went raider, but she was smart and sharp. Another person Olivia could get to like. Mason, though, he was a pretender. As soon as Olivia challenged him, he backed down. The pack might think they're wolves, but Olivia could tell they weren't. Overall, the disciples and the operators could be used for the plan she was developing. The pact, though, would be too unruly. All it would take would be for something happening to Mason, and they might turn and try to bite her. She would have to plan for that. Too bad, Mason. The pact's going to get shut out on running the other parks. Oliva decided she would split the remaining parks, three operators and two disciples, and shut the pack out. However, first she wanted to get on the gang's good side, so she headed back to the Commonwealth and proceeded to complete the task they set for her. Along the way, she noticed she was close to one uh, to scribe Halen on the edge of the glowing sea, and she swung by there to start the task of finding the nukes for Liberty Prime. After locating them and sending the signal to the Brotherhood, she headed back to the airport and witnessed Prime restarting. He was still without a power core, so he couldn't move. Ingram then told Olivia that Elder Maxson wanted to see her. When she went to see him, he confronted her, and after she convinced him she had no idea what he was up to, he informed her that Dance was a synth, and told her to find and kill him. Olivia nodded and said she would, but quickly headed back to the Institute to get his recall code. She tried to get someone in the SRB to give her the code for M797, a.k.a. Dance, but no one there would talk to her about it, so eventually she gave up and headed to the bunker. Halen had said Dance was probably hiding it. What a waste. Livia was amused that Dance said that he was proud of her when she agreed to kill him. She realized since we're just like humans, it could be just as stupid. Good riddance. Heading back to Maxa, she got a promotion to Paladin in Dance's old suit of armor. Wee! Another power armor suit. Oh well. 
back to Nuka World. Returning, she spoke to each gang leader, who again informed her they needed her help on something else. Olivia sighed and just nodded and headed out. She decided to explore around Nuka World before clearing the parks. She started with the transit center and worked her way all around. She cleared out several interesting places like the Westchester House and the Junkyard and the Angry Anaconda roller coaster. There she fought a new creature later she learned called a Gator Claw and met a Tarzan wannabe dude named Cedo. She followed him into the safari land into his gorilla family. Yep, just like Tarzan. He helped her out with some info uh, on the gators, so she told him to stay put and she would come back later and kill them all. Leaving Safari World, Olivia continued around the park till she came back to the transit center and went back inside. Deciding to head back to Safari World, Olivia quickly went under the pyramid Sito had said the wrinkly man came out of, and using a password she had found at the anaconda site, she unlocked a security door and headed underneath. She proceeded to shut down a DNA cloning device that was creating the Gator Claws. She would have to send in an institute team to recover this device later, and then proceeded to exterminate all the remaining Gator Claws afterwards. She then told the operators to take over, but to leave Cedo and the gorillas alone. It would be interesting to introduce the synth gorillas from the institute to the park and observe, to see if there was any interactions between the two, or any fighting or anything. At the end of this, Olivia is level 53. She put one perk in Inspirational, two perks in Strength, and four perks in Strong Back. Trudging from the Westchester house to Fist Top, overweight, going super slow, convinced her to work out the strong on her Strong Back until she could fast travel while encumbered. One change I'm doing with Olivia over previous playthroughs is that she is pretty much staying in her power armor constantly for all of Nuka World. It's different from how I've done it before. Uh, some of the later stuff took a lot of Radaway and Radex, but with my leaded suit of power armor, some of the things I'm doing so far, it hasn't been as bad. Overall, though, one thing I do want to say is, why can I not get a recall code for Dance? They even say that his DNA matches a specific synth, M797. They say that number. So why did Bethesda not think about somebody wanting to go back to the Institute and trying to get that recall code. That would have been just frankly it's just something perfect that would have been great to do if you were playing an Institute playthrough and you didn't want to do Brotherhood of Steel. Anyways, thanks. Have a good one. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Leon, checking in from Texas. Uh, guys, remind me, what does the recall code do for your Institute synth uh, dance? If you have his recall code, uh, M797, what, what does that let you do? Does that give you just like the shutdown power like if you say that will he like do that thing where his body goes limp and then he goes into like command mode where you can tell him boss him around or something what how does that work yeah it just shuts them down you can't control them after that okay it makes them go they, like they limp have to go or to whatever. be reprogrammed and is it the coursers who fetch them back to the the institute then in that case generally yeah. okay Great. Um, uh, thoughts, guys. What do you have for uh, Leon's feedback? Thank you, Leon, for checking in. So I haven't really seen the Gator Claws yet. Ooh, you're in for a treat. 
I accidentally ran into them too early. Um, I think he did as well. But um, that's a fun little quest, uh, Ray. Something fun to look forward to. Gator claws so, are great. But so what I'm wondering is, so, um, so death claws are supposed to be mutated Jackson chameleons, right? Yes, sir. Correct. And so the, you got the Jacksons. I used to have, right, used to have Jackson chameleons, and they'd sit on your finger. Are they large? No, they're little tiny things. Okay. Maybe four or five inches long. Including they you know, nose these, to tip of tail? Yeah, these, they turn into these big, huge death claws. Yeah. But yet a gator, who can be, you know... 14 feet long or whatever. And, yeah. You know, 14, 15 feet long. Don't seem to be much taller than people. <laughs> yeah, they're, they look like... Um, the rock sort of beefed up a, a beefed up person. So how does that work? Uh, different mutations. They have different scientists working on them, right? Okay. The death claw scientists were, um, clearly were, better at their job. They weren't at the Institute. Where were those motherfuckers? Where were those guys, where were they working? Who, who, who I mean, that was just, that was just which the stupid government, fallout. which stupid government made the, Oh, was it, was it just the nuclear fault? So why wouldn't, why didn't all lizard species have some terrible monster? Why, spe, why was the Jackson chameleon specifically well adapted to, um, evolving through radiation exposure? You, you owned one, Ray. Tell me, come on. Surely I mean, you put it in the crickets. microwave. Maybe it's the crickets. <laughs> Those fucking cave crickets, though, Ray. Have you run into them yet? No. Oh, my fucking Lord. I don't think they're worse than stingwings, but they give them a, a damn run for their money. Ooh, yikes. It's crazy. Um, okay, I'm going to embarrass myself. What What was the, the weird, horrible insect uh, bad guy that sort of sounds like Pompadour from... from uh, Cazadors. Cazadors, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Pat I'm, I'm is rolling over in his grave right now. Oh, oh guys, Halloween way. costume. We all need to go as Casadors with Pompadours. <laughs> That'd be a great uh, cosplay for a, a group of people to go as. Casadors with the Pompadours brought to you by the <laughs> king. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, uh, speaking of Pat, thank you for bringing him up. We've got uh, some feedback that he read some emails uh, from a couple of people who sent an email, so we'll get into all of those really quickly. But there were a couple of things I wanted to bring up, too, uh, from Leon. Um, he, let's see, wanted three of the places to go um, to the operators and two to the disciples or whatever they're called. Um and he shut the pack out, which I don't agree with at all. If you're going to side with any of those weirdo raider groups, it's got to be the pack because you need access to the sweet Wait, helmets. I, I think you got that wrong. I, I'm pretty sure it's the operators that you want to no. side with. No, no, no. You got to get the pack. Thank you. you got to get the no, pack. O- operators? No. Pack? No. Operators. Thank you. Operators! Mount up. There you go. It was a clear black night um so cheeto or cito whatever that guy's name is um i accidentally ran into him as well and and started his quest but tried to run away uh and not spark the quest and and then it was like and it started and i was like fuck so i hope it doesn't um bug out while i'm off doing other things um that that's the quest that uh, leon was just sort of describing um 
going in and discovering the source of the gator claws. A uh, gator claws. What, I love what are you them. doing, Andrew? You you're you're that busy a guy? You you're just wandering all no, over I'm, the wasteland. No, you're I'm wandering around. Here, you're going there. What what do you what are you doing? What is the Andrew man doing? I'm avoiding uh, doing the interior of the park because those are where all the assigned quests are. So I'm wandering around doing the exterior. Uh, stuff. I ran past the Hubologist camp. I haven't run into them and done all their stuff quite yet. I ran to the Ray. What's the? Is it called the Grandchester Hotel? No, I don't even remember. What it's called the the Mystery Mansion or whatever it's called. I ran over there. I think there's like a door I can't access, or maybe there's something else I need to progress because it's. I feel like there's more to it that I'm not really getting out of it yet. I need to go revisit the match and see if I was just missing something obvious. I've been over to the power plant. I've been in and out of there a couple times. Um, I, there's there's also an obvious block in there that I can't get to until I do further stuff in the you know the main park. Um, uh, yeah, I've got to figure out what all the side quests are so I can do that stuff. Yeah. They're 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 there's they're fun. There's a couple of fun little stories out and about. Oh, there's that little town too. Um, uh, isn't Brad, there a shovel Bradburton. museum? Oh, there's a shovel museum. I haven't explored that to its depths. I don't think. I, hopefully, there's more to it than I. I just kind of lightly brushed through it. But uh, there's also Bradburton, or however it's said, um, that little town. Uh, lots of ghouls and stuff. I, hopefully there's uh, some more to explore there as well. I need to go back and dig around. But, uh, Leon, I'm excited about the uh, proposition of Institute Gorillas and Pack Gorillas interacting. I never even thought about doing that. That's really cool. And I'm wondering, did you just think of that, or was that written into the script of the game? Like, did did they... Or did when I went the to characters visit the pack, there was a gorilla fighting a dog. And I, that <laughs> seemed horrible. really odd to me. I, I, I didn't know if that was part of a the mods i was using but i i thought it was basically a, a dog fighting ring but maybe that's canon maybe that's but it was a gorilla fighting a dog i've, I've never seen that was, that was mine too i've never seen one actually fighting but there's there's always one off in the cage off in the side that i always i always open the cage and let it out and it, it goes crazy you you let them out because you're like, oh, come join me. Come, come join, join my me, party. Monkey. We've got yeah, 8,000 people we here. Need, we need a monkey friend. Yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't join up. Oh, but if I got... What's it called, guys? Wasteland Whisperer? No. Something like that, where I could tame him by pointing my gun at him and telling him, hey, stop, and then follow me and boss him around. That would be fun. That would be fun. I always like uh, using that thing. No, 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 it wouldn't. Oh, it would be Just, the best. Uh, no, go, go on your own, Andrew. Here's, that, that's, that should be your that should be your roundtable character, yeah. going solo. And one of the so great reasons. High, so low. One of the great reasons for doing all this uh, listener feedback is they bring all these different angles of how they approach the game. Leon brings up yet another perk that I really never take advantage of that I really should because of the way I play the game. Uh, if you invest enough into the strong back perk where you can fast travel while encumbered, then that is like one of the best things in the game. I don't know why I'd never do that because I'm always encumbered and then I'm always trying to like pass my stuff off to my followers and then they get uh, full and you can't give them anymore and then you're like okay now I'm encumbered and they can't take anymore so now I gotta start trading stuff and now you gotta start deciding which stuff you dump which stuff you take and I'm tired of dealing with that I should just like fast travel from where I am wait wait a minute you know what I mean you fast travel while you're encumbered 
Andrew, you're fast traveling. You're not walking everywhere. I don't know. Fuck that. You're I'm, not doing I'm true. I true I, walking. No fast travel. Uh, I, I can't do that. You know me, Denny. I had to add to add some fast travel and some save abilities to my survival <laughs> mode game. Otherwise, uh, it would. I wouldn't. I would still be. You know, um, trying to fight my way out of the vault. I think. I'd be, I'd be stuck in one eleven still, if I didn't uh, give myself some saves. Um, dance the recall code. We talked about that a little bit. Cool. So uh, thanks so much, Leon. Uh, Pat. He called in uh, three uh, emails. So we're just going to burn right through all of those real quick. So so let's check in with Pat. He's going to do uh, Aaron and then Adam and then Benoit. So uh, thank you, uh, Aaron, Adam, and Benoit for checking in with us. Uh, we'll, your emails are read by Pat. So thank you guys for checking in. Hello, everyone. It's Aaron. I wanted to give an update on my roundtable run of Fallout 4. My stats and perks on my Twitter, which is at... Fake Daddy 95. D A K E D A D D Y 95. So I can keep this email short. So I know I'm a bit late with my entry to my character, but my work schedule and me moving as well as choppy internet has limited my playtime, so I haven't been able to get into any quests yet. My character's name is Maximilian, just like Maximilian Pegasus for the Yu Gi Oh! series. His wife was murdered in cold blood right in front of him, and his son kidnapped as well in Vault 111. He exits the vault and determines from there that he trusts no one goes about in this strange new world of his own as a lone wolf. He goes back to his house first in Sanctuary and finds nothing but anger and hate in his heart that his beloved wife is not, a, not around to go on this journey together like they promised years ago. He meets Preston and the Minutemen. Because it could lead to answers to who killed his wife and kidnapped his son, eventually he is led to Diamond City. He avoids it at first because he has a vendetta with the filth of the Commonwealth. Max makes his way throughout the Commonwealth and kills anything he sees until he gets to the combat zone where he laid eyes on Kate, which broke his lone wolf rule, and he rescued her with plenty of bloodshed. Max took a liking to Kate from the start and saw parts of his wife in her as well. What kind of mischief will Kate and Max get into? Hopefully something quest-related, because that's where I had to stop, sadly. Max is now at level 34 after killing nothing but raiders, super mutant, and whatever the Commonwealth throws at him. Thanks for reading next time, where I hope to have some compelling audio. Thanks for marrying Awesome. Thank you, Aaron, for checking in. Uh, Mac, did he say his character's name was Maximilian? What what character? What was your character's name there, Ray? Yeah, it's Maximilian. That, is that? So it's pretty awesome that is, there's, is, there's so far there's only two male characters in all of the roundtable. And they're both and named Maximilian. They're both Maximilian. What are the odds? <laughs> that seems outrageous to me <laughs> that you guys randomly <laughs> did that. I think it's awesome. That's impressive. Kudos to Ray and Adam. You guys are like like distant brothers connected no, to the no, internet. No kudos. There should be lawsuits going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, IP infringement. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So that was Adam. Thanks, Adam, for checking in. We've got uh, Aaron. Hello, everyone. It's Aaron. No, I we just to- heard Aaron. Sorry. Uh, we'll check with Adam. Hey, guys. This is Pat, reading some uh, feedback from Adam from the Facebook group. Uh, this is Adam's Roundtable Season 3, Episode 2 feedback. Hi, this is Adam from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Scarlet is coming along nicely. She has set up shop in Nordhagen Beach. Her stats are Strength 4, Perception 5, Endurance 6, Charisma 6, Intelligence 6, Agility 4, and Luck 6. 
perks are Armorer 2, Blacksmith 1, Rifleman 3, Locksmith 2, Demolition Expert 2, Aqua Girl 1, Rad Resistant 1, Animal Friend 1, Local Leader 2, Vans 1, Gunnut 3, Hacker 1, Sneak 1, Mr. Sandman 1, and Idiot Savant 2. After finishing up with Audrey and Margaret, Scarlet headed back towards Nuka World. On her way there, she picked up an emergency distress signal. Apparently, some girl had gotten gone into Belcher's cave and had gotten trapped. It only sounded like she was about to be set upon by a pack of feral ghouls. Scarlet hurried to the cave, only to discover a man inside named Dutch. He asked Scarlet to follow him as he thought he knew where the girl was. She followed him, only to be led into another trap. And again, it was raiders. Their leader, a man named Black Eye Bobby, gave her the option of joining them or going to the dungeon. Scarlet decided the group might prove to be valuable allies or minions in her quest to bring order to the Commonwealth. With that thought, she decided to join the group. Black Eye Bobby gave her the whereabouts of another, of someone named Kane that he wanted killed. If she succeeded, she would be a member of the gang. At this point, the quest Radio Raiders began. Scarlet tracked Kane to the Federal Ration Supply uh, Stockpile Facility. Uh, Kane was behind a locked door. After speaking with him, Scarlet decided to release Kane and take him back to Bobby. Bobby should have been able to do his own dirty work. After getting back to Belcher's cave, Scarlet discovered that Kane was Bobby's brother, and that Bobby was pleased that she hadn't killed him. Bobby handed over Zinx's shotgun as a reward. It wasn't as good as her current shotgun, but Scarlet took it anyway in order to keep Bobby happy. At this point, like a good neighbor began. Bobby tasked Scarlet with pulling off heist in both Good Neighbor and Diamond City. Bobby recommended that I grab a ghoul mask from one of the corpses in back and somehow got her hands on a Diamond City guard uniform. Scarlet headed to Good Neighbor first. She went to the Rexford Hotel and put on the ghoul mask. She found Fred Allen downstairs and easily got his stash. Then Scarlet went to Diamond City. She luckily came across a super mutant slash Diamond City guard fight. One of the guards had been killed and Scarlet grabbed the armor in the confusion. She put it on, headed outside, and found Solomon. He, he, quick, he, too, quickly handed over the goods. Scarlet headed back and handed the goods over to Bobby. Scarlet decided at this point that she had better get back to Gage. She bumped into Harvey shortly after arriving. She listened to his story and decided to leave him alone. After arriving at the overboss's apartment, Gage instructed me to speak with the leaders of the three gangs, and an ambitious plan began. Apparently, Coulter had gotten soft after the raider gangs had captured the Nuka World entrance. Now the gangs were getting restless and wanted their own turf. Scarlet spoke with Nisha first and threatened her. This seemed to work. Next, Scarlet spoke with the leader of the operators. Scarlet again seemed to get her agreement to help. And finally, Scarlet spoke with Mason, leader of the pack. After speaking with each raider boss and hoping she really got their support, Scarlet returned to Gage. At this point, he became a companion, but Scarlet decided to stick with Codsworth. Now it was time to start taking over the rest of Nuka World. Thanks for listening. This play along has been brought to you by the Fallout Feed and ASA Podcasting Production, bringing you self-inflicted limb damage and Fusro dying followers <laughs> off this since 2013. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, thank you, Adam. And I apologize. The first uh, submission was from Aaron. I feel like I said Adam the first time. It was definitely Aaron. Um, so uh, that second one was from Adam. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for your submissions. We have uh, one more uh, um, from Pat reading, uh, but I love the ghoul mask and uh, that quest where you have to get the ghoul mask and go off and, and and mug someone and then get the DC guard gear and mug someone. Those are really fun quests, and I really like 
how they're constructed, and that's a really good example of how different uh, the tales of the Commonwealth quests are um, from like the the quest structures and the and the regular vanilla game. I really I really like the ghoul mask and DC guard gear. We'll get into that uh, much more next week when we discuss uh, those quests uh, more in detail. Guys, did you have any thoughts on um, Adam's email read by Pat? Is that a weird format to do that? By the way, have Pat read their email and send them in. <laughs> No, but it's certainly it, it, <laughs> it's easier when he identifies himself as Pat reading an email than when he <laughs> when he just busts out with "Hi, this is Aaron." Hi, this is Aaron in Pat's voice. <laughs> uh, uh, great, yeah, yeah. So I I, I kind of suspected that uh, that there was some way to uh, save um, Bobby's brother. Um, but oh yes, yes, yes. It was just it was just much easier. Max just shot him. Oh, atta boy, Max. Uh, I wouldn't expect any less. Um, I wonder uh, what the twin brother Maximilian did. We'll, we'll find he should out. Probably, he'll shoot him too. <laughs> you guys I are feel connected. it in my bones. You guys are connected uh, cosmically there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll definitely get into this quest more, but. Uh, uh, I, I played it like that too. I, I was like, you know, fuck that guy. He can take care of his own dirty laundry. Why am I, you know, in charge of taking care of his stuff? So, um, that, that we'll uh, get into that because I had already shot him several times before. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> given it, is he essential? Uh, no, he's, he's essential to getting the, uh, um, to getting the quests later. Uh huh. But yeah. Mur, 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 yeah. and yeah. we're just playing Fallout wrong. <laughs> you can just kill go through all. and kill them all, kill them and all. be done with it. Kill all the things. No, right, wrong, wrong. You're wrong. Ray Ray dropped his philosophy uh, earlier on the Facebook page today. Uh, he said you have to kill all the things, um, and then reload. And you know you have to see what happens when you kill all the things to see how the game reacts, and then you have to uh, reload and play it the other way. I was like, "Wow, Ray, that's a pretty awesome way to do it." I like that. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, another email. We'll get to this. Uh, it's our last email of the evening uh, from Benoit. Uh, we might check in with Michelle's email too, actually. So we'll do Benoit, and then we'll check in with Michelle. Uh, Denny, you have um, your uh, podcatcher review corner coming up, so uh, let's check in with that. Hi there. This is Benoit. Just thought I'd give a short Benoit. update because I thought I'd be able to do the Fallout Nuka Tales roundtable. Ah, uh, time. That rare commodity. In the Fallout world, Pierce the Raider has pretty much drained all he could from the railroad, and he's decided the only rooting element in this new commonwealth is chaos. Proof of this came when he heard the 210-year-old ad for Nuka World. This world has gone bonkers, so might as well embrace the crazy. In the real world, I've been following the ASA podcast avidly, and every episode has been wanting to participate in some way. One of the things that have always gone hand-in-hand with both Fallout and Skyrim is modding, and I was very happy to hear that ASA mod talk had finally gotten off the ground. I've been crazy about modding since my early days of PC gaming, starting with the original Quake, looking for deathmatch maps and practice bots. By the time Quake 3 Arena came out, the user-made maps had become works of art, and there was a plethora of game mods to be played. The game that truly made me go overboard with modding was Flight Simulator 2004. There's so many aircraft to download, from ancient rickety World War I planes to ultra-modern fighter jets, 
and everything in between. Then there are the sceneries to make the world, and especially the airport, so realistic, you'd swear you were flying in the real world. And then, of course, the Bethesda games. From the smallest headache-saving mod to the sprawling DLC-sized expansions, I've tried literally hundreds of mods. The ones that kept me downloading more and more were the player homes in Skyrim. At one point, I must have had five homes in each hold all across the land. In Fallout, I went over the top with settlement building mods. My old computer used to die when scrolling through particularly big sections of the new menu. The funny thing I've never built, uh, funny thing is, I've never built anything too crazy. It was just too fun to know that I had the tools ready if I wanted to build a particular thing. I'll have to send some of my better builds and screenshots when I'm home. Anyway, I can't wait to hear more from the ASA podcasting crew, and I'll do my best to catch a live recording soon. And hey, who knows, maybe even participate and chime in with my two cents worth. Happy Skyrimming, see you in the wasteland, and mod dangerously. Again, that was from Benoit. Great, thank you, uh, Benoit and Pat, for checking in uh, via email. Benoit, we uh, love your emails coming in. Uh, please, play along. Keep them, keep them coming down. I love hearing all about your interactions there. Um, flying mods, what the hell was he talking about with the, the fighter jets and all that stuff? Was, is it, he's not literally flying around the wasteland in a mod like a flight simulator type game now, is he? Uh, he was talking about actually modding flight simulator. Oh, okay. It's like he that would be impressive if someone modded uh, so you could actually fly the vertebrates around and not just have them cart you around. You know what I mean? Where you could fly them purposefully. I don't feel like you can do that. Well, the Giddy Up Buttercup mod that was uh, posted oh, in the face group, yeah, that was that was probably even better than being able to fly. Have you tried it, Ray? No, not yet. Uh, I didn't it's, actually it's watch really the. <laughs> is it? It, it doesn't it, look like a horse in Skyrim. No, it it's like a it, the idea is that it's like a horse in Skyrim where it can you can traverse the land, but it's a little it's. It, it's not quite as smooth, but it, it really does work, uh, except and you're also supposed to have the ability to have your companions use it as well, but the companion function doesn't quite Ooh, work weird. yet, but I, I think it's coming. How big is a Gidea Buttercup if you just build one from the pieces you find in the game? How like Where would it stand at, at shoulder height? Well, it's, it's, it's like a regular horse. Wow. It's that big? Wow. But, okay, not in the mod, but just one that you see in the game. Like that dude at the slog. Those are only about three. Those are a little more like toy sized. But the one in the mod is like a normal horse size. That is crazy. No, it's it's, it's a legit horse that you roll around like if you were playing Skyrim. That's amazing. I need to check that out. Uh, Say say the name of that. It's built on the Brahmin model. Say that name again. Uh, I don't remember what the name of the mod is. What a good are you then, Ray? Come on. <laughs> None. Ray's fired. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Turn in your microphone. Turn, your, turn in your badge at the door, Ray. Oh, goodness. Uh, so, Ray, do you have, an, been a e- contender. You have an, uh, an email? Uh, we, Michelle, um, gosh, I don't even know. Let's check, in, <clears throat> let's check in with the horrible part first, and then we'll check in with characters Michelle's character update um, after uh, we announced the horrible part. <laughs> Do you have those both pulled up, Ray? Yeah. 
Um, so in the Facebook uh, group, uh, Michelle, you know, did a post and he writes, uh, my computer is kaput. This morning when I went to start, I only had a start repair mo- uh, pop-up window. Uh, no way to interact with it since I could not use my mouse or keyboard. Uh, brought it to the doctor. I have no idea what happened. I always have a copy of my saves, but Fallout 4 is not installed on my laptop. And even if it was, I wouldn't be able to use it uh, since I don't have uh, the Nexus Mod Manager installed on my uh, laptop computer. Um, installing Nexus Mod Manager and all 60 to 70 mods I had running on my saves is not something I'm willing to do. I'll have to wait and see what the technicians can do. Uh, I hope we don't have to reformat. Uh, the last time I brought my old computer there for a checkup and cleanup, I had to wait eight or nine days uh, before getting it back, so I may not be able to keep up with the roundtable character. Uh, let's wait and see. There should be no point where Michelle has to email in a submission because his voice is much more buttery than yeah. all of our voices are. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. We should have I, had him send in his. I, uh, his I, audio I did a couple of practice runs of doing it in uh, in a French accent, but <laughs> it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Michelle would love that. He would love that. No, um, no, he no, he, he really would. He wouldn't love that at all. He would appreciate the effort. I'm sure. Um, Michelle, my heart goes out to you. That really sucks. I hope that uh, somehow. Uh, your saves are buried in a little pocket that is salvageable in the corner of your computer somehow. Uh, but that reminds me, I need to try to set up uh, cloud saving. Uh, everyone, I'd like to encourage you to do that if you have Xbox or the PlayStation, I assume, has some similar feature. And, of course, on your PCs. Go ahead and save uh, every, you know, 10 hours or so. Save Save a hard, good, really good save file to your cloud. Back it up. Just so uh, in case something like this happens, you have something to fall back on um, at some point. You know, it's really unfortunate, Michelle. I'm I'm really sorry. But hopefully uh, through your horrible loss, you can teach our community uh, a valuable lesson. And we take advantage and, and learn uh, from from yeah, that really sucks. man. And, and I'm don't sorry. worry, that your sucks. save characters will go into Andrew's save games. <laughs> yeah, and you will become the new companion in Andrew's save you games. Will, yeah, I'll just <laughs> load you directly in. That'd be great. Uh, sorry, Michelle. Uh, go ahead and continue on, Ray. We have a character uh, update from Michelle, and uh, hopefully, this is not the last time we hear from this character. Since I was not able to join the live show, here's my feedback for the quest tales under the bridge. Uh, We meet Audrey at the third rail in Good Neighbor. Talking with her, we learn that she's about 200 years old and that some gunners want her dead. I ask if I can help. There could be some good loot there. She agrees to take me as her personal goon. Uh, Curia will go back to Hangman's Alley while I deal with the matter. We head up to the old church where the gunners are supposed to be. We enter the subway station and uh, take care of the gunners. It's already been uh, profitable as I find lots of pre-war money on the floor. Also find suspicious photo in a small room. We find the body of Audrey's brother, Arthur. We listen to the holotape he has in his pocket. 
he talks about an inheritance and gives two numbers, 14 and 82. Audrey tells me that they're probably part of a combination code for the safe. She thinks Margaret, her sister, has something to do with Arthur's death. When I show her the photo, I have found, yeah, that's my sister's signature for sure. Then she says that we will have to go to an old bar, the Tremont Station or Tremont Street Speakeasy near the combat zone. We run into some super mutants and some raiders along the way, and then some gunners. Audrey shoots a lot, but doesn't seem to hit anything. We find Margaret at the speakeasy with a couple of guards. The two sisters talk a while, uh, finally agree to work together. I will come along. We now have to go to the summer estate where we enter the house. Downstairs, we enter a vault, and soon, as soon as we're in, a Mr. Handy appears from nowhere and gives us instructions on how to get the key to the safe. We will have to pass some kind of test first. We have to make squirrel stew, which means I'll have to prepare it. The recipe is on the table, but some of the ingredients don't exist anymore. So we'll have to do it with what we have here. Uh, The squirrel stew recipe is one potato, one tomato, uh, diced carrots, blood leaf, squirrel meat chunks, and four cups of water. After a couple of attempts, I get the recipe done. We follow the Mr. Handy for the next test. He then tells that I will have to play the silver shroud uh, with the costume and voice. And what about the machine gun, I ask? But he doesn't answer. When I miss a line, Mr. Handy tells me to start over uh, from the beginning. After a few attempts, I finally get it right, and we can move on to the next test. In Antoinette's room, Audrey tells me that I just, I must destroy everything in the room. That's easy and fun. We then go down to see how Margaret's doing. Uh, She says she's succeeded to disable the three bots. Now we go to Audrey's room and there's a holotape on the table. The father talks about the children getting together. Just like, uh, uh, let's see, we just completed the test. We go back down to the safe. Inside, we find the mysterious serum of immortality, uh, just like the one from Jack Cabot. But just one dose. Margaret wants the serum, and we see that she has not disabled the assaultrons, but reprogrammed them. I give her the serum and let her go. When I speak to Audrey, She says she's happy that I didn't kill her sister, uh, despite the fact that she's betrayed us. Then she adds that she would like to accompany me from now on, and I gain the social climber perk. I receive uh, one and a half times the value of selling goods and one and a half times more likely to pass a Christmas check. Nice perks. Uh, Before going out, I search the place and am rewarded for it as I find money, ammunition, Kim's and a Zeta gun. I'll have to try to see if it's worth keeping on me. Tales, uh, Sinners and Saints. We go out the east door. I don't know why, but we never used that door before. As we go out on the street, we hear gunshots. Crossing the street, we see a girl. She's the one who's being shot at. I decide to enter the fight since bullets are now directed at us also. 
We kill the opponents. We then talk to the girl. Her name is Sadie. She says that the saints, some religious fanatics, were the ones who had attacked us. Uh, She protects the Boston Bordello. I ask if we can help, and she says to follow her inside. We go up and meet Q-Ball, who seems to be the boss, and Penelope, his kind of personal bartender. There's also a young boy. I wonder what he's doing there. Sadie tells Q-Ball that it's time to go take care of those saints. Yeah, yeah, okay. And she says I should come with her. He agrees and adds, but spare me the details. He seems to more be inter- he seems to be more interested in his drink than in the actual situation with the saints. We get out of the brothel and follow Sadie for a while. We enter a church uh, during what seems to be a standard ceremony, but when we hear Sadie yelling, "It's a trap!" and the people start shooting at us, we get we get them down. On our way back, some raiders shoot at us. We get in backstreet apparel and clear the place, then remember that this is a place that Tinker Tom had asked us to place a Mila. We go to the roof, job done, go back to the brothel. As we were going up the stairs, a guy, patron, a saint, says he wants a little chat. He asks me to give him a note, give a note to Cube. I agree to do so, and the note in effect, uh, the note is to the effect to return a hostage, Jane, to the saints in exchange for a truce. Q asks for my opinion. I suggest return the girl home. He agrees, and we learn from her. Jane was working at the brothel. She says she was, she says it wasn't so bad, but now that her brother knows, <clears throat> we get the girl home. Patron says, I've made some new friends. And as a reward, he gives me a bottle of Widow Jane eight-year bourbon. Well, I guess it's okay. We go back to Hangman's Alley and to our bed. All aboard. We went to Grey Garden to get some mute fruit. As we were there, I remembered that I should check the radio once in a while and noticed that there was a new broadcast, Nuka-Cola Family Radio. That's a message inviting people to the Nuka world. Since it's not far from here, I decided to go and take a look. Well, the welcoming party isn't particularly welcoming, to say the least. Lots of gunners who shoot on sight. Uh, One of them we found some orders uh, from Colonel Cypress, telling the Commandant uh, Kaler to secure the surrounding locations and report back. Inside the center, we found a guy, Harvey, who asked for help to save his family, saying that his wife and son were in the hands of some raiders. Insisting on giving him a a stim pack, he finally tells us that it was a trap and that the raiders had him do that so that they can kill innocent people. I don't want to do this anymore, he gives us the password, which should enable the uh, enable us to enter the park. We find the terminal, restore the power to the monorail. We should now be able to enter the park. Uh, we enter the monorail, and shortly after, 
start to move uh, certain gauge uh, tells us that we are heading into a deadly trap. Just as we get out of the monorail, another voice taunts us by saying, look, we've got some fresh meat coming up. Uh, taken for a ride. We find a note on a body. It seems that Casey had had enough of uh, taking care of Sykes and decided to run off. He didn't make it. We go down some stairs. The elevator upstairs uh, was out of order. Uh, following the white arrows painted on the walls. Um, as soon as we get down, turrets start shooting at us. And there are many. I have to use many stim packs. The voice on the speaker keeps taunting us. We move slowly, but surely. We'll get you to you, you bastard. Traps, traps, more traps. And a locked door. A radiated room, more turrets. Uh, at a certain point... We get in front of three doors. I wonder which one of those, uh, if those are all trapped or if one of them is the way forward. I choose to go through the left door. Good choice. If there's one, I find the key of the storage room. Uh, might be useful. Myolurks, rad roaches, poison rooms. I unlock the door and hack terminal uh, to open the other doors. We're outside now, and some raiders are shooting at us from above. Uh, we move ahead and get them all down. Then we finally come to some kind of an arena where Overboss Coulter continues to taunt us. As we get down, a voice calls to us on the intercom. He tells me that the fight is rigged and gives me a trick to be able to beat the boss. He says to put a weapon. In, he he said he put a weapon inside a locker. I find. A water pistol? Gage tells me about Coulter's trick. His power armor gets power from the electric grid. I remember having seen the generator with a fusing core. I go and take it out. A little bit less juice for him. Uh, a little less juice for you, sir. The trick works. I killed the boss. I talked with Gage. He tells me that I'm now the overboss. He also tells me about three factions that I'll have to deal with. The disciples, the pack, and the operators. He wants us to meet in the overboss quarters. Well, I've had enough of your nuka world for now. We'll come back another time. Farewell. I don't remember what uh, Michelle's character name was. Um, oh God, I do I'm remember it was too. a female. Well, everyone was a female. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I'm forgetting too. I'm so sorry. But again, Michelle, uh, it's a blow to the community. I'm so sorry that your computer decided to conk out. That's so tor terrible. Um, I love that Margaret has a serum and it's just Cabot's serum. Uh, the fusion core. He was joking about the fusion core removal having any effect on on his power supply at the 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 cable car thing, right? Well. It Taking fusion cores out doesn't seem to take the power down on anything. Yeah, I didn't think it did. It, I mean, it makes the lights go out a little bit, but it doesn't, like, affect anything generally. Yeah, but then they blink right back on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, God, that's, that sucks. I'm sorry, Michelle. Uh, but again, wonderful feedback. Thank you for the nice uh, email um, about what you've been up to. Hopefully... 
you get to continue the story and let us uh, continue the adventure of that that character. Um, yeah, so that's great. Uh, Denny, um, um, Ray, we have we're at a we're at a a, a, a spot in the road here. Uh, it's long. We're already over two hours into the show. I know it's a long, beefy episode. Uh, you guys can feel free to conk out if you want to. You don't have to stick around if you uh, have to get up early for work. And sorry, we record this late at night, guys, for uh, pull back the curtain. Everyone out there in podcast land. Um, but I kind of want to get to the uh, King of the Bunker Hill um, quiz show challenge. It's a fifteen-minute-long episode this week, which is kind of a lengthy one, but uh, uh, it's actually featuring you, Ray. So. Um, I don't know. Do you want to stick around and listen to it? I, I really don't mind if you have to cut out at all. I'm good. Okay, great. I made well, it this long. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, uh, so that's really fun. I love this. This is one of my favorite things that we're doing on the show right now. Um, uh, just a quick, before we get into that, a quick flag update for the um, the Capture the Flag uh, challenge. Not challenge, but... Uh, sort of game we're doing uh we're all defacing the flag between the host and everything we've we've uh rewarded it to uh kevin who i believe is down in i don't want to offend him by saying it. i thought he was texas as well uh but kevin has won the the flag he gets to deface it and hold on to it for like a month or so but uh we're still getting all the the hosts we had to mail it back and forth between each other so uh that's why it's taking it a a, a a little bit of time to get it down to Kevin, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure we can blame Pat. Oh, Thank I don't you, know. I, I had it for a little too long. <laughs> Kara had it for a little while. Pat's had it for a while. You know, we're we, we all we're all shared to blame. Uh, Denny, have you you haven't had it yet? Have you? No. I'm, okay. I'm still waiting. Uh, do you have Patiently. a plan? Do you do you have a cool little spot in your town where you're going to like take a picture with the uh, the Brotherhood of Steel flag? Oh. It's the Brotherhood of Steel, so we have to. Uh, I I have many plans. He's gonna go many, to the, the, the many plans. He's gonna go to the gay bar in town, the this the Steel Factory, and take some pictures with the Brotherhood of Steel flag. Well, may I maybe that wasn't my plan, but okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll okay. That, Come on, Danny. I'll I'll put that be in open, the hopper. Be open minded. Um. So, Kevin, expect your flag. You know, twenty. 18 maybe somewhere in there it'll be it'll be it this will be a fun contest once we actually get it going guys that i swear uh so okay um yeah before we stretch into a three-hour show we will uh get into the king of the bunker hill challenge uh my favorite segment again uh hosted by susan uh who is the uh, host of a podcast uh out of vault 97 if you want to listen to um her, uh, we love Susan's podcast, so everyone, please check in with King of the Bunker Hill, um, hosted by Susan, featuring champion um, Michelle versus challenger Ray. Live from Vault 97, it's the King of the Bunker Hill Quiz Show Challenge. It's the show where contestants compete to come back week after week to see who can collect the most Funko Mystery Minifigures. Brought to you by the Fallout Feed and ASA Podcasting. 
And now, your host, Susan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, ghouls and super mutants alike. You're here with me, Susan Reith, for The King of the Bunker Hill, the quiz show that sets out to find who is the wisest in all the wasteland. Today, we have our returning champion, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? Are you ready to go? I'm fine, and you? I am excellent, and it is wonderful to have you back here in Vault 97. And uh, after you know some stonking weeks as the champion, I think you'll find that we've got Ray tonight, and he is uh, he's one hell of a challenger, so I think he's going to give you a good run for your money, Michelle. So uh, how are you doing this evening, Ray? I am well and ready to give uh, Michelle a run for his money. That is excellent. And I think, Ray, personally, I think you're the man that's going to do that for us because um, according to your um, application form for being on King of the Bunker Hill, you come from a long line of Deathclaw Whisperers. So uh, would you like to explain how how that works as a Deathclaw Whisperer? Well, you only get one shot at it. (laughs) I I imagine so. So And have you had any... um, you know, scary experiences with the death claws and you're whispering to them? Well, nothing that Adam's judgment can't set straight. Excellent. And um, I take it, so when you, when you whisper to these death claws, which I assume sort of calms them, do you, um, do you, do you sell them on or do you um, kill them for um, meat and uh, various other things? I mean, what's, what's kind of the overall aim for you with the whole death claw whispering gig? Well, I'm really trying to adjust them back into society, uh, you know, get them to where they can uh, live harmoniously in uh, any one of my settlements. Oh, that, that's excellent, because, I mean, they're fairly, fairly big, so I imagine they're quite handy to moving, you know, uh, heavy sofas and the like. Yeah, you can get stuff up on the second and third floor without much trouble. Oh, brilliant. Well, that, that's that's fantastic, and that's a really fascinating uh, little sort of profession for you. Thank you very much, Ray. Okay, well, uh, so we've introduced our contestants, and now it is time for the bit you've all been waiting for, listeners. It is, of course, the questions. So, uh, Michelle, as defending champion, you will be going second in this round. So I'm going to ask you to get back into our little soundproof booth over there and just give me a little signal when you're uh, ready to go. So uh, if, you're, uh, if you'd like to do that for me now, that'd be fantastic. Okay. Okay, he's uh, getting into our, his little soundproof booth. Yep, there we go. He's... Uh, is he going to give me the little signal to say that he's a uh, I'm saying? Excellent. Okay, Ray, it is now just you and me. And uh, are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you all good to go? Absolutely. Excellent. Okay, that sounds good. Solid. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good things here, Ray. I'm feeling like you might be the guy to knock Michelle off the perch. So here we go. Question one. What item acts as the MacGuffin in the original Fallout game. So I don't oh. know how familiar <laughs> you are with the, uh, the franchise, but what um, is it? I know the game exists. It, it, do- um, it does indeed exist. It's a, uh, is it a book? It, it, it's not a, it's not a book. Okay. Do you want to take I another, got... just another, another wild go out there? Just give it a go. Uh, uh, the Gek. Ah, I'm afraid that is incorrect. You have. Uh, it, 
It's the water chip. The Gek is uh, Fallout 2, I believe. Obviously, yeah. please correct me if I'm wrong, people. Okay, never mind. That's just the first one. That's it. It's done. It's in the past. Question two. What comedic actor voices Yes Man the Robot in Fallout New Vegas? Wow. Again, no idea. Okay, and so yeah, I will struggle. I can't really give you any clues on this one because I can't think of anything off the top of my head this actor has done. Right, I'll, uh, buzz, I'll buzz out on that one. You're gonna buzz out. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> you could just say any any name. Just throw. Just why not? Just before you throw it away, just throw any male comic actor out there. Um, Woody Allen. Uh, I'm afraid that is incorrect. The correct answer is Dave. <laughs> the correct answer is Dave Foley. Okay, right. Who the heck is that? Uh, yeah, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess we could probably write to whoever writes these questions and uh, set one of your death claws on him. That would be a good idea. Okay. You should certainly look into that. Uh, Question three. Okay. Maybe back to more what we're, uh, we're into here. Question three. What special item does Ericsson sell on Far Harbor in Fallout 4? Probably items is a better word to describe it. Uh, uh, pet dogs. Ding, ding, ding! That is correct! <laughs> I think something's wrong with a uh, little <laughs> ding, ding, bell thing there. Okay. Um, question four. Uh, thank you, Bell. Uh, question four. Name or describe Preston Garvey's affinity perk for Fallout 4. Ah... Uh. So I'm willing to be a bit flexible with this one because it's a complicated answer. Yeah, so you get... Uh, you get added protection when you're fighting three or more enemies. <laughs> I say, yeah, that, that's basically it. Yep, that's it. Well done. Uh, okay, fantastic. So we are two for four. Well, two out of four. So this is good. So now we're on to question five. How much does a stim pack weigh in Fallout 4 survival mode? Uh, uh, 0.2 pounds. Are you, is that your final answer? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would only be additionally guessing from there. Okay, unfortunately, as 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 the buzzer <laughs> went, because clearly I'm not allowed to give you the final answer thing. Um, the 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 actual answer is naught point one. Um, so that's uh, it. okay. So that is two out of five. But Ray, you know what? That's a fantastic result because that's a really tough round. Because but, it turns out maybe the writer of these questions did have a difficult week. That's one more than I thought I would get. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ray. Well, you can keep your headphones on, and we're now going to invite Michelle back into the studio. So uh, let's uh, let's get Michelle back in, shall we? Just got to take off his little headphones uh, in, out of the booth. You ready to join us now, Michelle? Yeah. Excellent. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what Ray got in the uh, uh, last in, in his in his round. 
So um, we're just going to go straight on into it. But I can tell you this is a difficult, difficult round. I was wrong when I said that the writer of these questions had not had a difficult week. He clearly has. <laughs> okay, so are you are you pumped, Michelle? Are you ready to go? As returning champion, you've got a lot to prove. Do you think you can do it? I uh, made the luck be with me. Okay, excellent stuff. Right. Question one. What item acts as the MacGuffin in the original Fallout game? The... Uh, the Gek. <laughs> in the original Fallout game. Hmm. I don't remember. Okay, I'm afraid that is incorrect. It is the water chip. Uh. <laughs> it's the water chip. Gek is two. Uh, at least I think it is. Please, probably lots of people in the comments, you will shout at me if I'm wrong, but I think it's two. Okay. Never mind. Let's just put that put a pin in that one. It's done. Question two. What comedic actor voices Yes Man the Robot in Fallout New Vegas? No idea. <laughs> to be honest, neither did I. So, um, I mean, just, you know what? Take a stab at any male comedic actor. I really don't know. <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. Honestly, everyone's like, what? Um, yes. So uh, that, unfortunately, you are incorrect, Michelle. The answer for that is Dave Foley. I don't And no, I don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't know. <mind. laughs> yeah. No, no, don't worry. Don't worry. It's fine. Okay. Uh, question three. Uh, what special item or items does Ericsson sell on Far Harbor in Fallout 4? Harpoons. Is that your final answer? Yep. Okay, I'm afraid that is incorrect. It is. The correct answer is dogs. He sells dogs. Okay, no worries. Answer question four. Name or describe Preston Garvey's affinity perk for Fallout 4? It's a bit of a complicated answer, so you can be a little bit yeah, so I'll take either the name of the name of the thing, or if you can describe what it does, I'll take either. Uh, you you have less damage when you're uh, against multiple enemies. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Basically, yeah, damage resistance when you're against enemies. Can you give me how many enemies, just to really more than, push? Uh, more than three. Yeah, that's it. Ding, ding, ding. That is correct. Okay. Uh, Brilliant. So, all right. Okay, that's fine. We're one out of four, but don't worry. Here comes question five. How much does a stim pack weigh in Fallout 4 survival mode? Survival mode? I've never mm. played survival mode. I will say 0.5. Oh, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm not going to push you on this one because if you've never played survival mode, it's a bit insane. Yeah. I'm afraid that is incorrect, Michelle. The answer is... 0.1. Oh. It's, uh, they, uh, they're quite generous with the weights of the old stim packs. Okay, well, in that case, that means after t- today's episode, Ray has scored two, 
And Michelle has only scored one out of five. That means Ray is today's champion. How are you feeling, Ray? Fabulous. Yeah. What do you think you're going to do with that awesome Funko figure? <laughs> It'll be uh, the first in my collection. Oh, and do you have a special shelf for these your your trophies? Because I, you know, as a Deathclaw Whisperer, I imagine you you're quite you know an achiever, so you probably have a whole shelf of trophies and the such. So uh, where where do you think you're going to put it in the in your nice living room? In the I don't know. Do you have a living room? Are you living out there in the wasteland? Do you have a shack somewhere? Where where do we where do we think it's going to go? Yeah, it'll go on the uh, shelf in home base. Nice. That's good. Okay, excellent. And Michelle, commiserations to you, but you have been an absolutely astounding contestant. You know, you, you've held on for a few weeks now, and I'm just sorry to see you go. But you know, it is obviously your time. But it's been an absolute pleasure having on this show. So I am, uh, I'm sorry to see you go. My pleasure. Congratulations, Ray. Thanks, Michelle. All right. Well, I think. Obviously, this means that, Ray, you now get to defend your title on the next episode of King of the Bunker Hill. How are you feeling about that? You ready? You're going to be good? I'm ready to go. Okay, excellent. Well, that is, uh, and just we have to say once again, thank you, Michelle, for being such an excellent contestant. Thank you, uh, our current champion, Ray. Looking forward to seeing you next time. And that is all we have for this week's episode of King of the Bunker Hill. Stay safe in the wasteland, listeners. Thank you for listening to this edition of the King of the Bunker Hill Quiz Show Challenge brought to you by the Fallout Feed and ASA Podcasting. Join Susan next time to see who will win the coveted Funko Mystery Minifigures and be crowned King of the Bunker Hill. Awesome. Oh, that was that was good fun. Congratulations, Ray. Thank you. <laughs> good stuff. Oddly enough, tonight I got five out of five. Oddly enough, you, you might have heard those before. Something. Uh, so next week, Ray, uh, we can't reveal the results, of course, but uh, Challenger Adam joins into the contest of King of the Bunker Hill uh, next time. I don't necessarily want to say next week, but uh, next time that we check in with King of the Bunker Hill, uh, Ray, uh, step toe-to-toe with Challenger Adam, who uh, we checked in earlier with an email who was read by Pat. So that's a crazy sentence structure there. Uh, So thanks again uh, for checking in with us, everyone. Uh, Be sure to check out the West Vault Radio podcast uh, on Vault 97. Uh, What's the website? Vault97.com, I believe. Uh, Go check out. Great podcast. Uh, Also, there's a mod uh, the Old World Radio Mod, I believe it's called. Uh, they're a part of that. If you'd like to listen to their podcast while playing uh, your Fallout 4 game, go ahead and load that mod, and you can listen to their podcast streaming through your Pip-Boy. It's really awesome. It's really awesome that they did that to their podcast. So uh, yeah, please, well, everyone, go check it out. You can build uh, uh, radios that play their station for your uh, settlements. Oh, that's wonderful. 
I haven't done that yet. I, I need to start doing that. Just have Susan building radios all over the settlement. That's all she does. She spends time looking for robo brain heads and building radios to play her her own show. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Okay. Um. Well, we're going to check in with Denny's uh, new segment that we're calling um, Denny's Podcatcher Review Corner. Uh, Podcatcher, because we want to check in with other places. I I generally use iTunes, but uh, I know other people use uh, Stitcher and other podcatchers out there. So we want to check in uh, with the reviews on um, different um, formats all over the place. So, uh, But this one comes from um, iTunes and... uh, I know this is sort of a self-aggrandizing, uh, stupid sort of practice, but I just thought it was nice to uh, shout out to the people who gave us a shout out on the iTunes. So it's Damian. It looks like Diamond, except for the M and the I are switches. So Damian from um, iTunes says, Great podcast for those who are interested in games like Fallout and Skyrim. The hosts are laid back and their tangents often yield some of the greatest nuggets. Be part of a community of people who all agree that Fallout, and especially Fallout 4, are awesome games. Well, that's great. So thank you, Damien, for your um, nice comment. Uh, He gave us five stars on iTunes. Much appreciated. Uh, And that is our newest segment, uh, Denny's Podcatcher Review Corner. So uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that uh, horrible (laughs) new segment that i'm gonna try to do for a little bit you <laughs> can work on that ray thank you so much for joining us on the uh the show this evening do you have any last thoughts any last words anything else going on in the game and your uh in your gaming life um no um it's uh i'm getting to a place right now where i think i might have enough time to start uh digging into um do a little more work on the creation kit oh so you think i remember that you and marcus were working on something in skyrim where you were going to try to get an asa podcasting wizard robe or something together i remember that you were actually kind of helping him with that process were you not yeah so i've i've got uh i've done modding before and so uh, that's awesome what game what game um, I've done, um, the first one I ever did was Silent Hunter. It was a submarine mod, um, simulation. And I worked with a group to, uh, to turn it into uh, a multiplayer game. Wow. Um, and, um, the first that time was, I ever that heard, that was the biggest one. The first time I ever heard of modding was in relation to Skyrim. I didn't even know what that was i didn't know people could do that how long has modding games been around like in the form that we know it uh pretty much since games have been around i mean wow yeah i just have never heard of that stuff until skyrim came around you know yeah i mean it was certainly easier in the old days i mean you know you didn't have to use tools like the creation kit or anything like that you could just open them up and and uh tweak them uh, you know, with a, uh, you know, just a regular notepad app. Yeah. If you know what you're um, looking at when you see all the yeah. script behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. 
but that's amazing. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. So that's great. You know, kind of putting, putting myself on the hook a little bit. I've, I've taken a, a couple of, uh, of runs at it, but then think, Oh, but I need to do this character in Skyrim or, Ooh, yeah. I need to do, you know, the peanut man in, uh, <laughs> in <Fallout> 4, <laughs> you know. Mr. And, peanut. <laughs> uh, so it just, uh, you know, I mean, I'm easily distracted. Oh, that's good stuff. I, um, so if you were going to make a mod for fallout four, Ray, what would you start with and what would your ultimate goal be? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's always the, that's always where I run into the most trouble is, uh, you know, I could just, um, I can't think of, um, of what I want to do. And so I think, well, I should, you know, just kind of puts around in the game a little bit and see what I can figure out. And then next thing I know, I'm playing a new character and forget all about modding. So can I make uh, a suggestion? Of course. Would you be willing to try to mod a star core locator, which would be especially appropriate since we're playing the Nuka world uh, quest with our uh, round table right now. Is that something that you'd be interested in trying? Is that too plain and dumb or were you interested in trying something more exciting? Uh, no, I mean, I got to start out small. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think I'm going to make a, uh, a Tales from the Commonwealth on my first uh, run through <laughs> modding. Oh, come on. Be ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, but, I think uh, that that yeah, is a first fairly... First I got to figure out what these Star Cores are. You know, we talked yeah, about it yeah. last week and yeah, I still haven't come the, across the, them. So. The, oh, you will. You And you'll hate them. The, you'll know okay. why uh, Andrew wants... Pat always says, oh, it's no big deal. Don't you like how I make Pat sound super intelligent with my, my Pat? <laughs> oh, it's no big deal, Andrew. Sorry, Pat. I don't mean to insult you. with you. Pat says uh, it's not a big deal because um, they're so close together. In Skyrim, it's similar to the Baron's Eye Stones quest, but they're spread out all over the damn map. And he says, well, at least in Nuka World, they're all contained within the the amusement park area. And I still say they're a pain in the ass. They're Baron's Eye Stones. Yes, they're in a uh, more enclosed area, but there are 35 of them. You know, there are more of them, uh, which, you know, if they're more condensed, it should be easier to find them. But for some reason, they're still super annoying. But, Ray, if you could just make a mod that, I don't know, I don't need anything special. Just you can put quest markers above each one and toggle which uh, ones you want so that you don't have like 18 quest markers all at once, but you could like, cause I think in the, um, sub menu, it actually categorizes the star cores by s- s- zones of the park. So you could just like c- click on for, um, the galactic zone. Uh, so it doesn't have like all 35 of them <laughs> in the park all marked at once, but just like the five in that section of the park. So it's a lot less confusing, you know, uh, something like that. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk behind scenes. Uh, of course you do not have to do this at all. That's just something that comes off the top of my head because, uh, that's a, a common theme on the show. I'm sure the listeners are super tired of hearing me blather on about. Uh, yeah. Well, certainly, uh, you know, any, uh, any suggestions are welcome. <laughs> It'll help give me direction. How about a wizard? How about a wizard room? You know, not 
you know, send me in uh, some new character direction. What, what is a what would be the equivalent of a wizard robe with the ASA podcasting symbol on it? Could we? What was the Fallout version of that? A uh, we can do a vault suit. A vault, yay! I like that idea. A vault suit with ASA podcasting stamp on it. I I enjoy that idea. Or the, uh, one for the Fallout feed specifically too. You could. Uh, Hmm. I like this. Run with it, Ray. I like that. Yeah, we'll good. see where it goes. Awesome. Okay, great. Uh, and on that note, Ray, thank you so much for joining us this evening on the Fallout Feed. Uh, you're welcome back, of course, next week if you'd like to join us again to uh, actually discuss the quests. Uh, but I understand if uh, you're, you're tired of hanging out with us. We we can come on a little <laughs> strong. But uh, you're welcome to join us next time, of course. No, and, thanks. Uh, it's, it's a good time. Great. I enjoy and, myself. Great. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Denny. Thank you uh, for joining us earlier. I, I understand he had to hop off. Uh, he had a loss in the family. So thank you for the time that you could spend with us this evening, Denny. I hope that it was some sort of uh, consolation uh, to your to your feelings. And, uh, our thoughts uh, go out to you, Denny. Um, so uh, uh, on that note, uh, for Pat, thank you for all your feedback uh, through the other uh, people that you gave feedback for. Uh, that is, of course, um, Michelle and Benoit. Adam and Aaron, Leon, Jeremy, uh, Ray, thank you for your feedback, of course. And Pat, you gave us a nice chunk of feedback there at the beginning of the show. So thanks all you guys for checking in and, uh, we will see you next time on the fallout feed. Uh, we'll see you in the wasteland. Good night, everybody. Thank you for downloading this episode of the fallout feed Roundtable. If you are interested in doing a play along character with us, show can be contacted by emailing falloutroundtable at gmail.com for the roundtable schedule our amazon link and all other show information please head on over to asapodcasting.com where you will find the fallout feed the skyrimatic podcast our youtube channel the chatterbox as well as other content once again thank you for downloading and we'll see you in the wasteland Shaleen here. And Vendertron. You may remember us as the co-host and unofficial third host of Fallout Off the Record. Well, we are back with KD Radio. Huh. That's a shame. Ah, ah, ah. Check out KD Radio Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, and wherever else fine podcasts are given away. So, Vendertron... Did you have anything else you wanted to add? How about a pizza? Joke. Never mind. It's too cheesy. Ah, ah, ah. Outstanding. This is The Weirdest, and you're listening to The Fallout Feed. Check out my stream at twitch.tv slash weirdestbuilds for great challenge builds in Fallout, Skyrim, and other great games. That's W-E-I-R-D. IST builds. Hey guys, sorry we're late. So we're starting a podcast on modding called Mod Talk. It's been ages since we've had a proper family activity. Checkers, or perhaps charades. I don't know, Codsworth. I don't think I'd consider modding a family activity. But you guys can stop by now and then. 
We're just in the planning phase and we could sure use some good ideas to make the show entertaining. We'd also like to make sure it doesn't suck. You know what I mean? Strong want fighting and killing! Human just talk, talk, talk! Uh, yeah, okay. That's great, Strong. So does anybody have any useful advice? Just hear me out. This is important. I've gotten word about a settlement that's being threatened by raiders. You've gotta be kidding me! Friggin' wastelanders. Alright, you guys are done. You're flagged. Hey, Tamrielians. Tamriel, uh, lights. Sky, uh, Skyrim of fights. What? Whatever. You guys got anything? Cicero can talk for a moment. Just a moment. Then Mother must be tended to. Okay, cool. Since Vex couldn't make it, are there any Thieves Guild mods you'd recommend? Cicero never understood thieves, really. Take someone's things before you kill them. And they call me crazy. Gee, I can't imagine why. Hmm. I have taught the way of the voice for centuries, and the thum since long before that. Ah, see, there we go. Thanks, Parthenax. I'll swing by the throat later, and we'll go over some shout mods. Astrid, you got anything to add before we wrap up? I'll cut right to it. I'm just trying to imagine you hiding inside the body of a mammoth. Bloody brilliant idea. Oh, uh, uh, listen, uh, about the other night. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Thanks for stopping by, everyone. Lunch is on us. Just take care of the tip, please. See you guys. So long. Hello, Wastelanders. Are you tired of the same old Diamond City Radio and GNR? Are you looking for a little bit more Brit in your broadcasting? Then look no further than WVR, Westwalk Radio, broadcasting today for a brighter tomorrow. I'm Susan Reith, 16 times Westwalk Radio Broadcaster of the Year. If you're looking for a little bit of music, some light entertainment, and the finest toast recipes in the wasteland, then look no further. To gain access to WVR, go to your nearest working terminal and open our archives at www.vault97.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and all other popular podcast distribution networks. We're also available on Twitter at West Vault Radio. If you'd like to listen to us on that old-fashioned thing called a Pip-Boy, we're also available on the Old World Radio Boston mod, which is accessible from the Fallout Nexus, whatever that is. So, for a more civilised and Vault-Tech-approved listening experience, look no further than West Vault Radio. Isn't that right, Mr Wigglesworth? But uh, Vance's shit. Currently, his weapons of choice are Adam's judgment. I've gotten stuck uh, at our destination. Library. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.